Welcome everybody to episode 48 of the ADV podcast. Man, do we have a jam-packed one today, probably our most jam-packed episode. There's been a lot going on with regards to China, so we're going to try and get through most of it if we can. Today's scenery takes place very recently in the outskirts of Shanghai, mm -hmm. uh, near the high-speed rail, I believe, Yep, or so one of the trams. If you're wondering about the background, that is. Yeah. Anyway, let's uh, move on to our first segment because we've got a lot to get through, and it's What's New, where we talk about what's new in China or with regards to China. We've got quite a few, so... How about uh, we start off by showing something you probably know if you've watched our other channel. What's well, if you guys uh, <laughs> tuned in yesterday, we got a bombshell. Uh, a patron sent us a message. They had seen a Twitter account that found out that our favorite man, who is this guy? Zhao Lijian? Yes. Now, Zhao Lijian is our favorite. Well, I wouldn't say our favorite. He's one of the most powerful wolf wanker yeah, diplomats. Turd warriors. Turd warrior. Yeah. Mm. Um, and the thing is, he... Unfortunately, like his counterpart, followed a pornographic Twitter account yeah. uh, publicly. Now, the thing is, this one in particular was gay. Was a gay, gay porn. porn. Gay porn, yeah. And we, we broke it right kind of when it happened, right? Mm -hmm. So we actually just want to show you what, we came, what, what happened yesterday in case you guys missed yeah. it. And then we'll commentate on it. Yeah, so we're just going to play a little clip for you. So please bear with us. And here we go. Guys, something very interesting. <laughs> just... Uh, <laughs> You Get can't make this up. No, no. I got a patron. He's yep. your patron as well. Yep. He just sent me a message. And I'm. this is not my kind of shtick, all right? But sure. I just can't. I, the fact that this is round two of this happening yeah. with a different person in the Chinese government, we couldn't say no. Yeah. What just happened was I got sent a link to a, a homosexual pornographic Twitter channel. Yeah. Now, I was like, what? Am I getting spam, right? Sure. I thought this is spam. And they they wrote in the, in the body of the email, they wrote, this is a true wolf wanker. So I was like, well, this has to be relevant in some way. Sure. Right? So what I found out was this gay porn Twitter mm -hmm. is in fact followed by the best, the greatest wolf wanker, male wolf wanker, yeah. Li Jianjiao. Absolutely. Or Zhao Li Jian, depending on how you want yeah. to say it. How did this happen? It's ridiculous. And it's not being made up. Uh, we actually yeah. Well, we, we're doing it live right now. Yeah. So if I reload this account, it'll say followed by Li Jianzhao, and if you click it, it's it him. Literally, is him. It's it's, it's the, the Twitter blue blue check mark. You know, it's absolutely him. He's the guy who put out that Australian cutting the child's throat thing, right? And all that. You know, he's really like the bottom of the barrel. We should say the top of the hill when it comes to the wolf wanker turd warriors. I'm uh, yeah. And the the reason this is so great, okay, guys, the reason this is so amazing is that. This is not the first time a Chinese government account has been caught with his pants down. Literally. Literally. <laughs> yeah. The first time was with uh, Liu Xiaoming, who, yeah. was the, who was he was the, the UK. UK ambassador to, well, the Chinese ambassador in the UK. Right. Yeah. So he got caught liking a pornographic Whoa, Twitter account. What? Oh, uh, you shouldn't look at that. No, no, sorry. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm too young for that. <laughs> 12 and what is this? <laughs> yeah. um, anyway. He got caught uh, liking a pornographic Twitter account as well. Yep. And China ran and said this is like his account was hacked and all this kind of stuff. I just thought it was so yeah. funny because him liking one post was immediately a hacker or something. Yeah. It can't just be like he didn't know that people they saw put out, what Remember he they put out that threat that anti-China forces have you know, done this to him and all if, that. If it's I was an anti-China force, let's just yeah. hypothetically, if we were anti-China forces, right? Yeah. And I had this, these epic hacking skills or something. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I would go post things on his account 
like free the Uyghurs or yeah, free sh- Tibet or something. Absolutely, you, not like yeah. one porn tweet. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> so, so I can't wait what their excuse for this is going to be. Huge, huge step in the right direction for gay rights in China, gay yeah. awareness. Because I'll tell you what, Chinese government officials do not like gay stuff. No. Well, I mean they do, obviously, secretly, <laughs> yeah. but they cannot like it publicly because it really goes against the whole traditional values of the communist China. Yeah, gay rights are still a massive step behind yeah. in China. It's still a big deal. Be- people, gay people, have it really rough in China. Maybe Zhao Lijian or Li Jianzhao is just trying to be the forefront, trying to like he's, debunk those. <laughs> those you could say he's the gayest wolf warrior out there. <laughs> he's a he's a proper gay wolf wanker. Yeah, and that's fine. Toad warrior. And I, yeah, and I think it's great that he mm-hmm. stop. Why do you keep watching? I'm just curious as to what's going on in that top. I'm gonna have to crop that out. Yeah. So, well, as you can see right now, he is not following it anymore. Not since we broke that story. I noticed people <laughs> on the live chat were actually confused. They thought it was the same guy as last time. No, no, no. no. Jolly Jian. Jolly Jian is like the, uh, he's the top dog, really. Yeah. He's a foreign foreign affairs spokesman. Yeah. And so, for him to get caught, it's kind of a big deal. The other guy was just the ambassador, UK ambassador. Yeah, UK ambassador. And remember, like I said in that little clip, He's the guy who put out that Australian, like, photoshopped image of a Australian soldier slitting the throat of an Afghan child or whatever. Very tasteless stuff coming out of this guy's mouth and out of his Twitter feed and things like that. So, yeah, he so blusters I, and goes on. Some people that are, like, yeah, some people yeah. that are not in the know, maybe skip to the next picture so people can have a little perspective. Sure. Um, in case you guys haven't been following us, uh, <laughs> actually, just go to the first picture all okay. the way at the beginning. We'll go to that in a second. Yeah. Um, in case you guys didn't know, a wolf warrior is, and I did a whole video on this, but like mm. a wolf warrior is a Chinese spokesperson mm. that only promotes the the values of the CCP, talks about how amazing the Chinese government is and denigrates the West. Yeah. And that's the reason that's a thing. Like you guys say, oh, politicians do that on Twitter all the time. There's a reason we always bring this up. Twitter is blocked in China, yep. along with all social media, yet they are allowed impunity. They're, they have immunity to the Great Firewall of China, are allowed mm-hmm. to speak on China's behalf. Yep. And number two, the reason it's such a, diff- a shift is that previously China never got involved in, in international politics. Yep. They were always taking the back seat, and China actually won out in the end because of that, that yep. tactic. Now with this Wolf Warrior diplomacy, it's based on a movie, a really shit Chinese movie. Yeah, the Wolf Warrior. Yeah, it's called the Wolf Warrior. <laughs> yeah. They they love that movie so much that they attributed their uh, that title to to their diplomats, their yeah. spokespeople. Yeah. And so they're just known for saying very very vile things on the internet. Yeah. Uh, going on the attack, really hating on the West and using Western social media, etc., right. against the West. So yeah, we just thought this was so rich and amazing that he was publicly following a gay porn account this, because uh, this, this is the Chinese government. I, I really don't think that they understand how Twitter works because when you follow someone on Twitter, it's public. If you like things on Twitter, it's public. And I think that sometimes they just don't realize this and use their official accounts to follow certain things that, you know, you shouldn't be following from your official account. But, you know, it is what it is. In fact, um, what's kind of hilarious is that somebody has um, oh re- yeah, registered so. a domain. <laughs> yeah, you guys, uh, I'll give everyone a second to try this out if you want. Somebody yeah. literally, and I, I screen recorded it. Yeah, so. yeah, I'm trying to get, yeah, just to, get to it. Yeah, yeah there we go. go. Okay. okay, go. Yeah, right there. Yeah. So click play on here. I want you guys to see what happens when you go to, go ahead. Yeah. Go to wolfwanker.com. And we didn't do this, by the way. No. <laughs> goes, we made up this phrase, Wolfwanker, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. It literally goes to Jolly Chan's Wikipedia. Yeah. I hope his Wikipedia actually gets updated with the fact that he is wolfwanker.com. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. 
Whoever uh, did that, I don't know if, I mean, the person that sent me, I think did it, but mm-hmm. I can't, I can't be a hundred percent sure that they're the one that did it. No, absolutely. Um, but I'd like to say thank you to whoever did that. Cause that's freaking hilarious. Yeah. Wolfwanker.com. Um, and it's funny cause obviously people were saying, Oh, last time this happened, right? Yeah. They, they were like, Oh, uh, the Western foreign powers hacked yeah. Liu Xiaoming's account and they yeah. made him le- like that porn tweet. Yeah, it's terrible. Like, and we were like, <laughs> what are you talking they about? They said we were, we were strongly opposed to this, these anti-China forces that did it and we're going to demand an inquiry into like uh, Twitter. They must find out why this happened, etc. It's just, again, this whole loss of face thing. And but it's so childish. It's childish. And at the end of the day, they walk away like thinking, oh, we, we sorted that out. Don't worry. We dodged a bullet. Everybody right. believes that it was a hacker. Nobody does. But in, the, no. in their mind, you know. Well, I actually think they learned from the first time. Well, they didn't because he still did this. Yeah, sure. But they, I think they learned from the first time because they actually went on the offense mm. and the defense with Leo Shaming. They're like, he would never do this. Like yeah, you said, it's yeah. anti-China forces hacked him. Sure. This time they just stayed silent. And they, yeah, they he, removed he him. Removed. Yeah, he removed it. So he's no longer following... But yesterday, you know, we checked all the way, like, throughout yesterday. We're still following. And I guess sometime during the night, they decided, oh, hang on. Let's get rid of that. <laughs> when they found out. We are the first to break it, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but we're not the first to break it on Twitter. We got no, it from no, no. Twitter. Yeah. Uh, and then our friend Lila Farley, he put out a video about it, Fantastic. which is very hilarious. Yeah. Definitely check that out. Cool. Uh, cool. Next, Next on what's new. Um, let's have a look at this jail. First of all, can we take ourselves out of this picture for two seconds? Yeah, we certainly can. Can we just... Can we just just absorb this. Mm-hmm. This is a Shandong prison. Mm-hmm. Shandong is a, I'll put a map up here in a second, but Shandong is a province in Northern China. Mm-hmm. This is the picture that they decided to use to show their prison. I love the guys on the off-road Chinese segways. Mm. That is quite possibly the least manly thing I've ever seen in my life. Sure, it's pretty funny. Well, you know, Segway was bought out by a Chinese company. Sure, now okay, so it's a, so, a real Segway. Yeah, they're probably real Segways, but the, you could say it's a Chinese Segway because... You know, sure. belongs to China. Hopefully they don't suffer the same f- fate as the CEO of Segway. <laughs> Who died on a Segway. <laughs> That's anyway, a really bad sorry. Segway. Yeah. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. so why are we talking about this Shandong prison? So this is quite interesting. There was uh, over 200 cases of coronavirus, and probably more, yeah. that broke out in this Shandong prison. And this prison was actually in this uh, small town called Ren- Renchang, right? Yeah. And when I was looking into it, I thought it was quite interesting because mm-hmm. it's a little part of Jining in, inside of Shandong province. I found it interesting because they went ape all over the Chinese internet and publicly talked about this, yes. how they were arresting people, how there were 200 cases, how they're arresting the, the superior and his subordinate. Yeah. Now this, they allowed this, it to happen. Before you continue, this is why we don't see numbers of infections coming out of China. Well, yeah, yeah. It's because yeah. exactly this. There was an outbreak in this prison, mm-hmm. okay? I bet you they're going to try and blame it on foreigners again. I don't know how, though, because it's inside a Chinese prison. Maybe they put a foreigner in there, but <laughs> I doubt it. But anyway, this outbreak in this prison, it leaked out, okay? People found out about it. Obviously, they couldn't contain it. What happens? The people in charge of the prison go to jail. Yes. So if you're in charge of, let's say, a prison like this, and you find out there's an outbreak, you will do everything in your power to suppress any news of this outbreak going out because you don't want to end up in jail. And it's, it works on a provincial level, on a city, town level. So you're the head of a town, head of a city, somewhere up in the government, and you find out there's an outbreak, you will do everything you can to make sure that that news does not get out. So you do not report the numbers. You do not report it to, the, to your superiors. You do not report it anywhere. 
and you silently take care of it if you can, because you know that if it if word gets out that you've got infections in your town, your village, your province that you're responsible for, you'll go to jail. Right. Go you ahead know? and play the media. I'm, I'm going to go through and read some stuff here. Okay, sure thing. Uh, now, the reason this... There's no audio, don't worry. Okay. Uh, the reason we found this interesting was, first of all, this is where it is. This Shandong, is in yeah. Ren, Rencheng district, district in Shandong, in this prison here. Mm -hmm. And Shandong has been kind of the poster child for for China to play out with the social credit system. They first sure. rolled it out there in Rongcheng, yeah. Rencheng, which is a very similar name, mm -hmm. rolling out this whole pu public punishment situation because COVID broke out in the prison. Yeah. And, and we'll pause right here. Yeah. This is the uh, this is the court the courtroom, and I, I thought you guys might find this interesting. I found this on the Chinese internet, but this is a, what it looks like in a Chinese upper level courtroom. Mm -hmm. As you can see, there's no jury. No. <laughs> uh, China has a 99.9 percent .9 conviction rate. Yeah. Just think so, about that for a yeah, minute. So yeah. that means if you're accused of a crime, 99.9 percent .9 of the time you will be convicted of that crime. Correct. So someone says you have broken the harmony of China and you go in there 99.9 percent .9 of the time they're going to say yes that's true hard labor for however many Correct. years so anything if you go to court you're convicted it's it's mm. uh, guilty until you're proven innocent yeah that's the, the situation let me just read this it says um, a separate district level court in Jining handed down prison sentences to two other prison employees as well so not only did the the two guys on the top do it but also a driver just a driver for the jail to okay. transport people back and forth. Got a one-year jail term. Great. And then the, uh, one other correctional officer was given one and a half years. Um, and then I think the the main guys ended up getting like three years in prison. Now, yeah. the reason, like you said, we brought this up is that you're not going to have a situation in China where there's ever going to be transparency about COVID cases. Yeah. Because everyone is, all the guys like basically where it breaks out don't want to get in trouble. No. So of course you're going to lie about it. And it yeah. sometimes leads to very nefarious things like deaths and hiding things. Yeah, exactly. Like actually just reporting that people died, like we always say, right. of pneumonia or something, getting rid of the bodies, doing whatever you can, not even reporting the deaths in the first place, just right. because you don't want... Or that. not seeking medical yeah. treatment for yeah. that because you don't want them to go to the hospital and someone say, hey, that's COVID. Yeah, right? absolutely. Because then that's attributed to you. Yeah. Like these guys, right? So go to the next uh, slide here. I, I want... This is the most important thing. So here. when did this all happen, by the so way? This is in February. Yeah. So this is literally like a couple days ago. Uh, let's look at this real Can you read that headline for me real quick? It says, China reports no new local COVID-19 infection for the first time in nearly two months. China, you got to get your shit together. Let me yeah. give you a little tip. Because this, this report came this out in February. In February too. Just like, yeah, anyway. Yes. Mm. Let me give you a little tip. If you're going to finally break the silence and say, hey, this one prison had 200 cases of COVID, which yeah. is nothing really in the grand yeah, scheme sure, of things. Sure. If you're going to break the silence on that and you're going to tell everyone, look at this is how we do it. Number one, you got egg on your face because you showed that you punish people that tell the truth. Yeah. Number two, what you're showing is that actually you should probably be fact checking between your, your propaganda and lies. Yeah. Because if you're going to go out into the rest of the world and say, look at us, we have no local transmissions. We've really conquered this with all our lockdowns and stuff. But then at the same time, have a provincial court put out a public statement to scare people into not talking about COVID by saying you do have cases. You got some clashing information. It's something sure. that Western media hasn't really picked up on yet. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm actually, I have no idea how there's no journalism finding out these. There's so many uh, contradictions. Yeah, it's absolutely. Funny. It's And it's plain to see out there. Yeah. 
you know, uh, th there are so many contradictions in the way China's been reporting. And, you know, usually they have one set of uh, reports for the Western world and one set of reports for right. the local Chinese. Sure. You know, and that's, in, that's in where term. our bridge comes into play. Yeah. So, for instance, what they've been pushing for the longest time um, in the West is like, oh, we have to fight really hard to find out where the COVID thing's coming sure. from. And they keep, you know, all this nonsense. Meanwhile, within the borders of China, they've been saying pretty much from the get-go, this is the U.S. who yeah. has bought the virus to spread right. here on purpose through its military exercises and things like that. They keep pushing these like very matter-of-fact I mean, Zhao Lijian, the gay porn guy, he's yeah. the one that put out the thing that COVID-19 came from Amer the American army. Yeah, and he said that in the West. Yes. But they're actually being, it's obviously being That's said That's what I'm saying, locally. is you can get inklings of that. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just kind of ridiculous. Yeah, so the here, local reports is that COVID-19 did not come from China. Yeah. That is the government's stance, yeah. is that it did not come no, from China. No, and everybody's believing it yeah. now. It's, they're totally believing it. The thing is, you, here you can see two reports, as you said, this is like no new COVID-19 no. infections in two months. Sure. But this was released at the same time that they also released the fact that you've got 207 prison infections. So which is it? China? Because the lies don't add up. That's the thing is you, you, mm. if you, if you see a little farce like this, a little mistake like this, can you imagine mm. the scale of mistakes going on right now in cover-ups? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yes. It's just, it's one of those things that Winston and I, we know very directly how China works um, yeah. and it's always about face and it's face always conquers the truth. It does. Unfortunately. It does, yeah. It's more important uh, to keep your reputation and your honor intact than to tell the truth in China. Correct. And that's that's every aspect of life. If you do business in China, you will know that even when it comes to family and when it comes to friendships and things, it plays into that as well. The, the idea of face is literally the most important thing in Chinese society, which Correct. is unfortunate because so many bad things come out of this system. Yeah, I mean, Chinese people themselves hate, a lot, a lot of people hate yeah. face culture. Yeah, for sure. Um, anyway. Let's do a couple of super chats and then we got, we're going to move on to the big part where we're going to be talking about this whole WHO fiasco. Correct. Mm. Uh, this is from last time, Calhans Johns. He said, I sent a super chat at the beginning, but it yeah. was a technical difficulty. Yeah, we, we apologize for that. Uh, so we're going to read it now. No technical difficulties so far this time. Touch Don't wood. It. Uh, yeah. I wanted to ask about Russia's relationship with the CCP, whether Russia will help the CCP against the West. If you think that's possible, that it will happen, given that there is a change of presidency in the mm. U.S. and massive protests in Russia. Uh, very simple. Just look at historical relationships between China and Russia. They've pretended to be friends, but they never have actually yeah. been friends. The only time that they'll help each other is if it serves a unilateral approach to combat the West. Yeah. But if either side ever warms up a little bit more to the West, then they stop helping each other. Yeah. So I wouldn't worry about a unilateral approach with China and, and Russia. I agree. And Russia, I'll be honest with you, Russia doesn't, doesn't respect China. No. It really doesn't. Um, Madrox303, thanks for the content. Just some support. Thanks, Keith. Impurator Salt, my first super chat. Keep up the good work. Thank, thank you. Thank you for using your first super chat on Thanks for breaking uh, the seal. Yeah. We appreciate it very much. I was wondering how long did it take you to to learn Mandarin and do either of you speak Cantonese? Om sik gong I can <laughs> understand some Cantonese. Uh, uh, took, I would say took me three years to say I was pretty much proficient at Chinese. Mm. Five years to say I was like fluent. Yeah, it takes a very long time. Sure. I'll be honest with you. I studied it in the Shenzhen University for about a year and a half. And that really set me on the right path before that, because I'd been in China a number of years before I did my course. Before that, I could say phrases, put together basic sentences. But, you know, until you actually study the language and learn how to read and write it, it's very difficult to actually get a proper grasp on it. But once you do, it's actually not as complicated as you think. Sure. It's just the tones. 
are the difficult part for me is to, you know, because you know how to say a word, you know how to read a character, but you pronounce it with the wrong tone and people don't know what you're talking about. So. Right. Uh, Black Halo, he's an actual closet turd warrior. Oh, the irony. <laughs> True. Yeah. Robert Paulson, why did Joe Biden rejoin the U.S. to the WHO? There's a couple of theories on that. Number one is probably that when the U.S. leaves international institutions, there's a massive power vacuum, which mm. China fills, unfortunately. At the same time, you don't want to be complicit in what the WHO is doing as well. Mm. So it's like a massive waste of money. It's just catch-22, really. I honestly, from my point of view, from a third party here, I think he's just trying to basically undo everything that Trump did yeah. as kind of like a, see, you know, I'm just going to do it because I can. You know, that's what my supporters want. They hate everything Trump did. So let me just undo it all. It's right. one of, I think that's one of the For reasons. better or for worse, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Um, Nancy Volker, thank you. Jonathan Case, if you guys can't get on Tim Pool, we got we need a Tim Pool like a whiteboard. <laughs> just, just check it out. Yeah, Tim Pool podcast. You guys should be guests on the Just Interesting podcast. They started just started covering China. I like the sound of that. Yeah. Just Interesting sounds pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, I mean, whenever you guys make a uh, suggestion, why don't you help us reach out? To be honest, like help us reach out and kind of want to go on Tim Pool so I can wear a beanie to like disguise my COVID hair because I haven't been able to go for a haircut in like a month. Yeah, months I mean, now. we should might as well move our show over there so we can. Hide our hair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> Tim, we're, we're, we're still here. We're still live. Sure. Uh, ben Jiman. Mm. Uh, been watching live. First time watching live. Been watching you guys for years. Felt like finally getting my out my card for you. Thank you. Uh, love you guys. Thanks. Very appreciate much appreciate it. it. That's yeah. awesome. I uh, will do two more because I got to cover okay, this one. Two more. Uh, Raffle Saltarski. Did Tim Pool call? He certainly did no. not. Thanks for checking in though. We yep. appreciate every time you guys remind us of the super chats Stop and you remind him. Stop calling him Deadpool. Yeah. You know what? I have an idea. Every yeah. time you guys, if you guys are fans mm. and you're sending him super chats to get attention about us, mm. we've already been in contact. Send those super chats to us. Bring those <laughs> awareness back here. We'll, we'll take care of it. Emmanuel right. Turnin. Very generous, Emmanuel. Thank you Incredibly so much generous. again. I really, really appreciate it, seriously. Uh, it says, or should I say, yeah, exactly. Thank you so much for the Hongbao, Emmanuel. That's amazing. Hongbao mm. is a red envelope in China. Yeah, we actually neglected. We were going to start out by saying a very happy Chinese New Year to yeah, Niu. Because, you know, Niu means cow or ox. And so it is the year of the cow. So they say Niu year. Niu mm. means yeah, cow in means Chinese cow. or ox. But happy Niu year to all of our Chinese friends and enemies Absolutely. and frenemies and everyone else out there. It is a very special time of the year for Chinese people. It's the same as taking Christmas, basically, and New Year's and kind of putting it all into one mm -hmm. celebration. Because it's the time where you travel to stay with family. It's the time where you eat together with family. It's the time where you give your hard-earned money to random strangers and also family members. We're actually celebrating Chinese New Year today. Yeah, absolutely. Not we're, in the podcast. No, we're, we're going we're gonna to have a big dinner with our, with our wives and, and, and kids and all that stuff. But it is a very important time of the year for everyone in the Chinese um, sphere. It's not only China that just celebrates it. But, uh, <laughs> but just wanted to send our um, you know well wishes to all, all yes. of you. And Emmanuel has the same sentiment. He says, Happy New Year of the Ox to you and your family. So this mm -hmm. should cover the price of two Shinkansen Grand Class awesome. tickets. When you guys feel like taking a break from the bikes in Japan. Thank you. It's quite an upgrade from CRH Business Class. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Love, the, love the, the videos you guys are releasing these days. Agree 100% with your messages. Thank you so much. Thank Emmanuel. you for your generosity. Really and that. we will store that money aside for the, when we get on the Shinkansen. Absolutely. Yeah. going to definitely be using it. Yes, can't wait. Thank uh, you. Cool, let's keep going. All right, so now it's time for Soft Power Hour, which is, of course, our main segment of the show where we talk about how China is 
unfortunately affecting the world with a lot of lies and underhanded nonsense. And this time we're talking about the WHO. And this is ridiculous. You got a bombshell today. Okay. Uh, guys, I think all of us by now have heard that the give WHO. Them, yeah. The WHO has come out. They went to China to go and investigate where COVID came from. How long after uh, the outbreak? A year, more yeah. than a year after. Yeah. And they, in, a, in, in essence, they found nothing. And they're kind of saying, nah, it's very unlikely it came from a lab. And my favorite part is like, no, we checked the, uh, the, the seafood market and we didn't find any trace of the virus there. It's a year later. It's dumb. Are you that stupid? I don't, I don't know why anyone buys this. They're basically, they spent three hours in the lab, walked out and said, nah, doesn't look like it came from the lab. A year later, of course, of course, they've had all the time in the world to wipe everything clean, to make sure there's no evidence anywhere. Remove the people that yeah. should be spoken the, Yeah, to. the people that were there originally have been taken care of. The entire seafood market was dismantled and cleaned. Every little molecule of cement or anything in there has been swabbed with, you know, the disinfectant and completely done. You're not going to find anything. Okay, especially a year on. Anyway, so they've come out and basically vindicated the Chinese government and given them a huge propaganda win. And you're going to find out why it's so immoral. Okay. Well, here's the deal. All right. Mm. I was. You you saw me the other day when yeah. they came back. Yeah, your video I, was about that yesterday. Yeah, I was. I was just lost my shit to be yeah. honest because I knew. I mean, the WHO. Let's be honest. Tedros and the WHO. Yeah. Are the is the organization that literally made a tweet and said, don't worry about coronavirus. Mm -hmm. China says it's not human-to-human -human transmissible. After they already knew it was. Yeah, they knew it was. China They're knew trying it to was. Cover up. Yeah. So it's led to the death of millions of people, and it's currently, it's a permanent scar on the world. Yeah. Forever and ever, mm. right? And I don't want to be a doomsday boy, but we may, we may permanently have to deal with COVID-19. Sure. Now, the issue that I had was I didn't expect... After a year, when the WHO finally gets to go in, after all of the theories being pushed around, you yeah. know, the, the seafood market, the, you know, just the outbreak in general in Wuhan, the lab theory, all of these things that we had to come up with on our own mm -hmm. because there was no transparency from the Chinese government. Sure. You know, I had to, when I made my video about the, the Wuhan lab leak theory, mm -hmm. I didn't say it was a military weapon, by the way. Yeah. Um, I just took all of the information that Chinese people had already talked about on Chinese sure. internet, put it together in a video, and all of a sudden, this is like some massive lab leak theory. It was just right out there. Yeah. There, there's a level four bio lab yeah. in Wuhan, very near the Huanan seafood market, where they were studying bat-derived coronaviruses. Yeah. You know, the one that we're currently dealing with? Yes. It's kind of like common sense yeah. that you would immediately look into something like that sure now, i never confirmed that's what it was what i was trying to say is that that's what you need to look into sure sure of course not a year later you got these guys going in there and this envoy why don't you put some of the media up here okay. we'll, we'll look at the interview in a second but um yeah actually yeah we'll just save it i'm sorry yeah. so a year on you have this entire cover-up situation where the who is literally vindicating china and i i lost my mind because i expected them to at least go there and say Listen, it's kind of it's it, timeliness is key. Mm. We should have been let in like immediately. Yeah, we can't draw any conclusions because there's no evidence. Sure. But at the same time, we can't let something like this happen again in the future. Transparency is is utmost importance. Not a year later, getting sending the envoy to Wuhan saying 
Yeah, there's no... It definitely didn't happen in the Huanan Seafood Market. They went to the seafood market. It's already been demolished and cleaned <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah. And they swabbed every animal being sold there. It's completely different. The animals yeah. being sold there are completely different now. Of course. It's a they're year not, later. They're not so selling those random wild no. animals and stuff anymore. Anyway, I mean, the fact of the matter is they came out and they said, oh, it's likely from seafood. Frozen, Frozen seafood. seafood. It's a good thing fish have lungs so that they can develop uh, severe <laughs> acute respiratory syndromes and then like freeze them within their bodies and then be like transported for days from wherever they come from, where usually the virus will die during those like 24 hours or whatever they've proven, and then suddenly infect Wuhan. So where's the source? And that's what they're trying to say. They're trying to not point that it might come from Southeast Asia or something. They're so trying to move to push the blame away. of China. Here's the thing, though, guys. Clear-headedness. The WHO, from the very beginning, has proven that it is under the boot or under the knee, or they bend the knee, I should say, to the CCP. They have only ever been on the side of China, and they've put the rest of the world as a secondary uh, priority, and they have, in fact, done a huge disservice to the whole world. Yes. This is why America should not have rejoined. We are dealing with an enemy organization. They are an enemy to everyone outside of China at the moment because they are spending so much of their effort to bolster the CCP's narrative and to help China. It's just, it beggars belief. It's a shame because the WHO does so much, so many good things around the world. It's like mm. so much good stuff for yeah. the World Health. And then when it comes to this, if it's related to China, then that, that's like it's wiped. Yeah, because now you're you're just propping up an entire cover up that ruined the entire world. We're going to find out. We've, we're going to show well, you. Actually, I wanted to just quote the State Department. Go for it. Yeah. Um, this is a spokesman, Ned Price from the State Department. The this, this is what State made me feel better. OK, is that I even saw left wing. I saw left wing people. I saw right wing people. And I say even say left wing people because these are the people that were typically silent about the China thing. Mm. Now talking about this full circle because of the bullshit that just came out about the WHO yeah. report. Yeah. It, people, you were right the other day, we were talking about this. You were like, Simo, people aren't that stupid. Yeah. And you're right. People are not that stupid because this is, this is what the, the State Department says. Right. Clearly, the Chinese, at least here to, uh, heretofore, has not offered the requisite transparency that we need and that, just as importantly, the international community needs so that we can prevent these sorts of pandemics from ever happening again. We will work with our partners and also draw on information collected and analyzed by our own intelligence community rather than rush to conclusions that may be motivated by anything other than science. Right. And that is the bullshit thing that China's been trying to push the entire time is they keep saying, let's let's not rely on politics. Let's not make this political. Let's rely on science. That's why we're going to wait a year mm. for you able to be able to come here and do an investigation. Yeah. So why don't we actually look at the BBC thing? Uh, I, I will. But before I do, I, I want to cut to the meat of it because you have to have a little bit of um, sure. context. The guy that speaks in this interview, the only U.S.-based... Um, member of the WHO investigation team. Okay, he's British and American. Yeah. Um, he is the only U.S.-based member. Okay, so you'd think, okay, at least we have a U.S.-based member of the WHO going in there. But what you don't know is that this U.S.-based member has over 20 years collaboration with the Wuhan labs. He has been funded by them. He's been on CGTN. He has massive ties to the Chinese government and to specifically labs within Wuhan. So why would you send someone who has been paid by, and he's also gotten grants from uh, US universities and stuff. So he's been paid by both sides. This guy's like some kind of real super double, super double, double agent traitor. Okay, this guy who has such a long history 
with the Wuhan labs and with China and state media and all this kind of stuff. He's the only US-based person that was allowed to go on this investigation team. So you have to see the context for this, okay, before we show you this clip. So now sure. you know Now you know who we're talking about. We'll, we'll pick about. him apart after the interview yeah. as well. So let's just take a look at this, this quick little uh, interview from the BBC because it's actually quite telling. Let's take a look. It's one of the most important questions of our time. Where did the virus come from? But the scientists had more to say about what they hadn't found than what they had. It has not been possible to pinpoint any uh, animal species as a potential reservoir for this disease. And it doesn't look like there was wide uh, circulation of the virus in any animal species in the country. China's wet markets were once thought to be the prime suspect where the virus was most likely to have jumped from animals to humans. This market, linked to some of the earliest cases, was a particular focus. But with animal tests said to be negative, the team has come up with another theory. Frozen food. And an idea China itself has been promoting in recent months. The virus, they suggest, may have travelled to Wuhan on imported frozen produce. The WHO arrived here insisting this was going to be all about the science and yet signs of the politics have been there every step of the way. From the wrangling about access and timing, from the team's reliance not on its own investigation but on data provided by China. The questions about how independent these findings really are from China's own narrative are unlikely to go away. And on the question of whether the virus might have leaked from this laboratory, known to have been experimenting on coronaviruses, the team has all but ruled it out. No interview. This is a press conference. I'm allowed to ask questions. People are taking... After the press conference, Chinese officials tried to stop any interviews. But with the conclusions largely supportive of China's line, there was little to worry about. Given that this report rules out a lab leak, isn't your credibility on that somewhat undermined by the fact that you were ruling oh, it out before you yeah. even came here? A very large group of experts have looked at this. They've been to the various labs around the region, um, talked to people, asked critical questions, got critical answers, and they've come to their conclusion, and I have as well. And what they say is extremely unlikely, and that stands alone. Covid devastated this city first. And for now, its origins remain almost as much of a mystery as before. John Sudworth, BBC News, Wuhan. Okay, so um, the guy who was interviewed right there at the end, I'm actually going to rewind a little bit, this guy. This Peter Dezak, I guess. This is the guy who has massive ties to the Wuhan labs, who's worked with them for 20 years. This is the guy who has massive ties to the Chinese government, to state media and all of this. This is the so-called expert that we are now to rely on. He's the guy saying, oh, there's no real evidence that there's anything coming out of the labs. Just ignore it. Why? Well, I'll go through why. Okay. why well, actually, I'm going to disprove as to why. Yeah. Go ahead and forward. So he just retweeted. Uh, Twitter is so poisonous. Li Jianjiao, yeah, our Li famous Jiao, guy, the gay porn lover. Yeah. Which is fine, Li Jianjiao. You should keep that up. Yeah. Uh, Li Jianjiao, he retweeted Peter Dazek. Mm -hmm. And this is what Peter said. Well, now this. 
Joe Biden has to look tough on China. Typical, this is such a woo mao thing to say. You can replace that with Trump, Biden, it doesn't matter. Mm. Anything about America, it's gotta be, they gotta look tough on China. Mm. It's such a woo mao playbook. Yeah. Please don't rely too much on US intel. Increasingly disengage, this is the American representative, by the way. Yeah, this British is the American British American guy, yeah. Increasingly disengaged under Trump and frankly wrong on many aspects. Happy to help the WHO with their request to verify, but don't forget, it's trust, then verify. So he's responding to the State Department, yeah. who's like, this is not political, guys. You understand this. The State Department's like, how are we supposed to trust after one year, the WHO, that got it wrong in the beginning. Yeah. How are we supposed to trust their envoy? Mm. Now, let's see how connected this guy actually is. Go forward a little bit. Sure. Let's see what's next. This is something I'm well-versed in. Oops. So here's him pulling into the virology lab. Yeah, right? there he it's is. just fine. It's just proof that he was there. Uh, continue. This is Shi Zheng Li. Now, Shi Zheng Li is the head. Of, she's known as the bat woman in China. She is the head of the Wuhan Institute of Virology. She yeah. is the woman that was studying bat-derived coronaviruses. Yeah. She is the most important person in the entire picture of the COVID-19 storyline. Yeah. She is the person at the forefront of this entire thing. Sure. Now, she, in a lot of people theorize, was not behind, it's not necessarily her fault. Yeah. But when she was studying these, these bat-derived coronaviruses that she got from Yunnan and brought back up to the Wuhan lab, yeah. um, something happened there. And that's why we don't see some of the original scientists she was working with. Right. Whether they're dead or they're mo- removed or moved to cover it up, that's, that's something to be, that remains to be seen. But the fact is, when they put out job postings about trying to get people to come into the Wuhan lab to investigate uh, uh, bat-derived coronaviruses, yeah. that stuff was removed yeah. And actually, you had to go on archive.org so you, find can, you can yeah. find it. So he's actually known her for a long time, I believe up to 15 years now. Yeah. Uh, worked together with her. This is Shi Zheng Li and Peter. There he is together with her, yeah. In um, Wuhan, presumably. Yes. Yeah. And then here's uh, having a little tipple. Have a yeah. little tipple here. Typical. Now, this is, uh, this is some quotes I have here. Uh, Peter Dazek. Uh, he's had a long professional and personal relationship. We can leave this photo. It's fine. Okay, sorry. Uh, personal and professional relationship with Dr. Shi Zhengli, who's the woman on the left. Mm-hmm. She's the, the Wuhan Institute of Virology's famous bat woman. The and bat even, woman. even directed funds, mm-hmm. even directed funds from the U.S. to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this guy was in charge of, of directing funds that we were supplying to a level four bio lab in China. Yeah. Okay. So the guy is basically defending his own lab that he's been sending money to. And here's the smoking gun. Yeah. He expressed certainty that the lab leak hypothesis was untrue. Okay. Yeah. Before he went. Before he went, not only that, Mm. at the beginning of the crisis. At the beginning. beginning, Right when people started, like myself, started talking about this. Mm. He was the first to jump out and say, no, this is, there's no way this happened. And he got very angry about it too. Yeah. When it's very simple that it should at least be talked about and investigated. Because if we had investigated right in the beginning, we might be telling a very different story right now. Sure, but we couldn't. We were stonewalled. Nobody was allowed in. No. They jerked around the WHO in the beginning. Oh, you have visa problems. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Typical China. Just like they said in their quote that they're being transparent, right? Oh, we're all about transparency. We know that virus uh, transmissibility and traceability is a very complex I almost have this memorized at this point. Yeah, I just yeah. can't believe they said this. We know it's a very complex scientific issue. So what we're going to do is make sure that the WHO has every resource at their fingertips to be able to figure this out. A year later, after you didn't let them in the first time. Yeah. The first envoy wasn't even allowed into Wuhan. No, exactly. Put two and two together, guys. It doesn't even... At this point, it doesn't matter where it came from. At this Because we're not going to find out. Yeah. At this point, it matters... 
with the international organization that we put our trust in and our political powers trust fund and fund and actually trust to stop the next outbreak of the pandemic the one that they okayed yeah the one that they said no this is totally fine and we're dealing with currently yeah exactly it's a it's murderous it is really it is number three he is defended publicly yes the uh the p4 lab in wuhan so that the level four bio lab in wuhan Mm-hmm. For, from from calls for inspection. So people, politicians, mm-hmm. people like myself, influencers, scientists, most importantly, yeah. scientists from around, around the world initially called for lots of inspections of the P4 lab in yes. Wuhan. Yes. He stopped them and he infam- infamously called the request for inspection to the scientists, by the way, heinous. Yeah. He called it heinous. When they asked, we should probably look into the level four bio lab, which is miles away from the outbreak where you're studying coronaviruses, we, we should probably look into that. He called them heinous. Yeah. And all kinds of jargon. Yeah. Last one. He is now on the WHO team visiting Wuhan, and he is the most vocal member by far. Of course he is. Because that's his personal interest. You know, it's if, if you're invested in something so big, it's like, I don't know, man. It, it's your own personal project at that point. You've been working with them for 20 years. It's all your buddies. It's your buddy's lab. Right. You know what's going on there, right? Of right. course, you're going to try to defend it. Even right. if you do kind of suspect that, yeah, it probably was our fault, you're going to try and divert attention away. The thing is, why is the world relying on the so-called expert who is clearly bought out by the situation and has such personal interests? It's just like everything else. If you've got a police officer, he's not allowed to be on a case that he's personally connected to. You know, if his wife gets murdered or something, you know, we always see that in the cop shows or whatever. You can't have him on that case. There are rules in place to stop people with personal interests. It's like... You know, brokerage traders can't be dealing with their uncle's shares or what. You know, there's always something to do with family ties. You're not allowed to do this. Insider trading rules. It's the same deal here. You know what I mean? It's just it is. It's ridiculous. You know what the thing is? Like China donates some of the, the lowest percentages of the WHO's funding. Yeah. And the thing is, to go back to this, people call, keep calling me and slash you evil because we keep denouncing the WHO. They do, by and large, good things around the world. Yeah. We are talking about the, their new relationship with China is the yeah. problem. Yeah. That's why they're the enemy to me. Yeah, but, and we can't. But we have to. They do save lives, yeah. millions of lives. But we have to separate this envoy. Yeah, these people that have been bought out, right? Mm-hmm. These people are not directing the missions in Africa. And things but like they this. represent the WHO. That's the problem. They are the face of the WHO, and they the credibility of the WHO rests on their shoulders. Correct. And so, as far as I'm concerned, the WHO is dumb enough to allow this to happen, to allow this corruption to take place. So the entire organization is worthless my my silver lining is that mm. state organizations like uh, the u.s right now and mm. even entertainers around the world are laughing at what just happened thank yeah. the lord because we're gonna have to rely on ourselves yeah and i like actually what the state this is a win for the current administration in the u.s right now mm-hmm. um we'll, we'll get into a massive loss later yeah but a current win is that the state department did have to come out here and say listen this is bullshit basically yeah and i liked that the current administration actually said that we need to team up with actual allies and friends to figure this out yeah no no more of this bullshit where China is involved. You should not. You should not be participating in organizations where China is a member state. It's like a murderer helping with his own investigation. Let's, let's tell the joke. Yeah. Are you want to be the WHO? Or okay, I'll be the do- I'll be okay, the WHO. Thank you for joining us. We're here to establish an unbiased and impartial jury regarding a murder case. Does anyone have a reason their thinking will be influenced in a case like this? I'll be Peter. Okay. Uh, I know the murderer. <laughs> Anything else? I'm friends with them. And? They didn't do it.
okay, see you at trial. <laughs> That's basically what happened. Yeah. It's literally what happened. I mean, oh, dude, I just can't tell you how unbelievably stupid the WHO... This Peter guy thinks you're an R-word. Yeah. He does actually think you're an R-word. To go out there in public and actually make these statements and claims... Yeah. You gotta be he's he's gotta be so self-deluded that he thinks the whole world's gonna eat this up when I'm so happy they're not. I'm so happy they're not. Yeah. It's it's just yeah. It's mind. it's mind numbing. It's yeah. really mind numbing. Now let's move on to the next big story. Okay, next big story, of course, is uh Burma. Myanmar, yeah. oh, Burma. Myanmar. Yeah. How do you pronounce that correctly? Because I've never got I always right. say Myanmar, but I usually say Burma. You know, when I grew up, my father uh, owned a snake park and a reptile park and stuff, and he used to have a lot of Burmese pythons. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, I knew Burma from the pythons. Yeah. And then when it changed its names to Myanmar, it, uh, Myanmar, Myanmar, it's always confused me. It's still called a Burmese python. Yeah, it and is. And the language is still called Burmese. Okay, so it's not like a Myanmar, Myanmar, Myanmarese python. No. Okay. No. I've been to Burma, actually. Across from Thailand. Mm. A very interesting place. I actually had a local guide. He took us through the jungles there for like five days. It was really fun. We actually we shot this like little homemade twenty two that he made. It was oh, really cool. fun. Yeah. He, they were trying to shoot like squirrels and stuff. They would put smoke in the trees and mm -hmm. it would scare the squirrels out and they'd jump out and shoot them and eat them. Oh, interesting. It's kind of fun. Yeah. I got massively sick. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, long story short, Burma uh, has always been a hot button country. It's a very poor country in Southeast Asia, but it's also a country with a large population and also has been through tons of turmoil. It's mm. it's very much a ex-colonial state. Yeah. Um, for example, they still they changed the way they drive on the side of the road, but the cars still have the steering wheels on the wrong side. Okay. So it's like a cluster F. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, anyway, very huge wealth disparity. Like mm. the top rich people are kind of like the Chinese wealthy and then the bottom people are starving to death. Yeah. yeah. Um, lots of lots of issues there the problem is they've mm -hmm. always dealt with excuse me too much soda water um the mm -hmm. military junta or junta whatever mm -hmm. you want to pronounce that has run the country yeah until this uh i can never know how to pronounce Su -Q, her name. isn't it yeah mm -hmm. um ang sung Kyu or something mm -hmm. but she's like the she's english speaking she's articulate mm -hmm. and she is the she was the forefront of Myanmar democracy. Yeah. So she was under house arrest for so long mm. by the military junta, but she eventually was released and she won the, the democratic election fair and square. Yeah. Military junta was like, nah, yeah. let's not do this democracy thing anymore. Sure. Captures her and Burmese people go ape. She was like a, a goddess to them. Sure. Not like a pariah, but like, not like a, like a Mao like figure. I but... remember watching movies about the, yeah. this whole thing. It was a big was, deal. When I was younger, Female yeah. president of a, of a country that's yeah. been under military horrible leadership, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Human yeah. rights atrocities out the wazoo. Mm. Um, and then now the, the military unit comes back. China loves it. And it, people were asking us to cover this from a China perspective because that's what we do. Yeah. China loves the military junta, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. By China, we mean the CCP, of course. Yeah, of course. Of Not course. the average no, person. I don't on think the people in China are like, yeah, military <laughs> junta. Yeah. Uh, the CCP, mm -hmm. I hate that we have to keep saying that. People have done We, we have to say yeah. that. Yeah. The CCP, the Chinese mm -hmm. Communist Party, loves the military junta in Burma because what it is, it's a massive open corrupt power vacuum hole mm. because democrat democratic myanmar is friends with japan and it's friends with the u.s and europe yeah china doesn't want that no china doesn't like the fact that thailand has di diplomatic relations sure. with everyone china doesn't like the fact that vietnam is swaying towards america rather than china yeah they're losing southeast asia mm. a huge movement in malaysia is very anti-ccp now yeah so they're losing favor so what do you have is this massive country with a huge power vacuum and the military junta is like 
please give us the weapons. Yeah. Please give us the internet censorship. And please give us funding. You can have whatever the hell you want. Because it gives them another strategic area it to, does. to base their nefarious things on. Right. So what <laughs> happened was they got yeah. flights from Kunming, and people figured this is going to happen. When they got to Yangon... Um, it was basically surveillance equipment and all of the tools that they needed to shut down the internet. And Burmese people went ape. They're like, we are not going to turn Burma into a great firewall of China. Yeah. And guess what? They did. Bam. Like that. With Chinese surveillance, Chinese technology, they're like, hell yeah. Mm. They love sense. When people, they export their censorship, China loves it. Go to the next yeah. picture. Yeah. It's unfortunate because, you know, if you want to try to control your populace, you have to stop right. them from accessing the free world and to, to access the internet. The issue is, is that the Burmese people, by and large, do not support the CCP. Right. They are very pro-democracy. They had to fight life and limb, seriously, to, mm. to have a democracy in Burma, to overthrow a military junta. Yeah. So this is a forced military coup mm. that the people don't want. This yeah. is not like a popular military coup here. Sure, I don't think most are. No, most. of course not. <laughs> but very much are in support of China. They're very happy with China right now. Mm. Um, they're basically getting all the tools they need to shut down the protests, to mm -hmm. shut down any discourse, to shut down any journalism coming out of it, yeah. and to make sure that basically Burma becomes a vassal state for China. Yeah. And that's a nightmare for the West, I'll be honest with you. It's, if you're paying attention to geopolitics, you're seeing leaders come out right now. Obviously, Biden just came out and, and condemned the, and put sanctions on the Junta. Yeah. You're going to see other countries do this as well. And Japan's the most vocal about it yeah. because they've invested so much in Burma with charity, infrastructure, to make sure that Burma stays a democratic country. Sure. And look at what happens. Mm. China comes in there and says, we are very, and they've done this so many times. You're from Africa, you know. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They will go into corrupt African countries and corrupt poor countries around the world and buy up all the influence. And the people aren't happy. No. The people in Ghana that, that are affected by this aren't happy. The people nope. in Burma are not happy. But it still happens. Because yeah. they are so happy to prop up one party leadership. Well, usually in this kind of situation, when you have like a few corrupt officials or, you know, this, the, these military leaders that have taken over, they are self-serving, obviously, and they only care about themselves. They don't actually care about the people. So when China no. offers them money and support, it's only for them. It's not for the people of the country. And that's why you see this happening in Africa a lot, where a lot of local people are affected incredibly negatively by the Chinese goings-on. But the sort of dictators and the, the top notch, you know, in the government, they all get their luxury cars and their villas yeah, and yeah. stuff, and they're happy. Well you know what I mean? I, I, I have an open challenge to people that like to support the CCP and then deny all the things. Typical like Uyghur genocide denialists, yeah, yeah. uh, pro-authoritarian state because they're in a transition period and they're mm -hmm. going to come through and they'll they'll turn into a really awesome government and they're yeah. always taking care of their people. The people that really buy into this, I'm going to say the very, uh, the very super, super left-leaning people. When I say left, I'm not talking about Democrat and Republican. I'm talking sure. about when you go to super status authoritarianism leftist. Sure, sure. Those kind of people, my open challenge, because they t tend to attack us all the time sure. because we are very much in support of pro-human rights and <laughs> yeah. being uh, uh, accountable for your mistakes as a government, one of the yep. worst governments in the world. Sure. They attack us for saying that, you know, China is just not as bad as we make it to make it out to be. The Chinese government's not that bad. Sure. And it actually, people love the Chinese government and they're helping so many people. Sure, sure. My message to those people is how do you excuse this? Because these kind of people are definitely not anti-Myanmar democracy. They're definitely pro-Ang uh, people out there. Yeah. They, they were happy to see this. How do you feel that China just wants to come in and make a vassal state out of a military junta that rapes and kills people sure. and genocides people? How do you feel about that? I'm just curious. Yeah. How do you excuse this now?
Yeah. Because they, they're not talking about China's involvement. It is yeah. China's involvement. Sure. Guys. This is why we're talking about this. Yeah, absolutely. Look, you'll always get people that are deluded and they won't, you'll never get them to change their mind. But we'll get onto that sure. in the future. Because that's a whole, this is whole different thing. Yeah. Anyway, so that's kind of what's that's going our on with that. Yeah. So, all right, let's do a couple of super chats, guys. And then don't worry, we, we're, we've got things to talk about. We still have oh, to talk lots. about the BBC. We still have to talk about. Um, the, the Limpopo. Mm -hmm. um, for those of you who don't know what that is, it's... Actually, we have a ton of stuff there. Yeah, don't worry. Uh, Stick around. CaseClose93 says, Tim Pool... I swear to God we should get royalties every time Tim Pool... He's getting free advertisement all the time. Yeah, he should... Yeah, and he I'm is. happy. That's great. I don't I don't know him personally, <laughs> but I, we're supposed to be on a show. Sure. And he's not giving us an audience. No. Tim Pool reported today that Gina Carano... Oh, that was the woman on The Mandalorian. That mm -hmm. w Or MMA woman. I almost said WWE. Yeah was fired from Disney for criticizing the U.S. government, who criticized them for thanking secret, CCP's secret police. I don't know the, the story behind that. I actually that. don't. I didn't know that was the... Look, we're going to look into it because look, sure. this whole cancel culture nonsense that we goes on, we, we absolutely hate it. And uh, specifically since the same tools that are used to generally cancel people are constantly being used against us to try and silence us, you know, yeah. specifically by the CCP and, and its supporters yeah, and bad actors. And we're going to be really we digging. Big, We've got a big a project big on this. Yeah. So don't worry. We're going to look into that. But thank you for bringing it to our attention. I think people are going to be incredibly excited about that. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Uh, anonymous Hacksaw, Winston, my good friend believes studying in Cape Town would be quite safe. Curious how accurate you think this is. Anything to tell him? Uh, sure. I mean, as far as South Africa goes, Cape Town is the safest option, as long as you stay away from the Cape Flats. South Africa um, is not a safe place to go. I wouldn't suggest anyone in the world to decide, oh, I'm just going to go study, in South especially now with the, the lockdowns from COVID and the craziness that's going on. But look, as long as you stay away from the gangs, because Cape Town has the most vicious gangs that in in all of South Africa. It's usually in the Cape Flats areas and it's uh, it's the coloreds. By the way, coloreds is not like a racial slur. Colored is a kind of, no. you know, that's that's an actual demographic in South Africa. Yeah. You, you know, you get, a, they're called colored. It's a legal title. Yeah. Um, they, they're very well known for having these incredibly vicious gangs. And so you have to watch out for that. So things like muggings and things are quite common, but murders and rapes and all that very common too. Not as much as in Johannesburg, but Cape Town... Because it's always been this touristy kind of place, like, you know, the little Europe in, in Africa type thing, it's kind of been in the government's interest to ensure that law enforcement still kind of works there because you don't want tourists being murdered and raped too often. It happens quite, it happens like they do, but not as often as in other parts of the country. So that's why I say Cape Town is probably your safest bet within South Africa. Yeah. It's it's also like when people think they're just going to randomly in college go backpack through Mexico and they're like, oh, it's not like what people say. Mm. It's the highest rate of tourists getting murdered in the world for a sure. reason. Sure. Right? It is yeah. dangerous. Anyway, sometimes. yeah, South Africa, you've got to be very careful. And don't, don't go there all like rosy-eyed and think that it's going to be fun. You're going to have your little African adventure because it's that's bullshit. You know? You just... Go there because you want to check out a new place. Go there to study. It still has good education and universities and stuff. But just be warned that, you know, you're, you're going to be stepping into a world that you're not potentially prepared for, especially if you come from the developed world. Yeah, sure. Anyway. Uh, ben Jaman says, watching you whilst waiting for Tim Cast IRL to start. Will you be on there? <laughs> <laughs> this is a meme now. I understand. Yeah. Okay. Thank awesome. you. Thank you. Bring it up. Bring it up on the, their podcast. No, well, I'd say just bring it up here. Guys. Okay, just fine. Up here. All right. All right. Um, Sketch TM, simply wanted to thank you for your support to human rights and freedom of press. Thank you. And that's, mm. that is our mission. Thank you so much for that. Mm. Do not take it for granted. 
Ross Wolf, does the CCP really believe that the West is stupid enough to believe their obvious lies, or are they stupid enough to crap? I hate when this does it. Uh, to stupid enough to believe that we believe them. It's a mostly CCP propaganda, and we talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. Is mostly for the domestic populace of yes. China. Yeah. It's to convince their people that life is not better abroad, that their way of governance and authoritarian dictatorship is justified and correct. Yeah. And to make sure there's no civil unrest in China due yeah. to questioning that. Correct. Now, when you see soft power bought, it's to make sure that the institutions that the CCP has bought mm. is not under too much fire, basically. Yeah. To make a placid Western audience to be, be able to like, oh, China's fine. It's, you know, we're just cooperating with China. It's in our best interest. Yeah. That's their ultimate goal. Yeah. So that they can have more influence abroad. Um that's a whole nother thing. Anyway, yeah. let's move on. Yeah, we've got to move on, guys. Worldview, because we've got a lot to cover still. Worldview, we talk about things in the world, but specifically to do with China. And yes, we do have some stuff to talk about today. First thing we're going to talk about, which is very unfortunate, is the Confucius Institute thing. So when I remember when I said we had a good, the Biden administration had a win with the whole, like, not relying on the WHO's mm-hmm. investigation. Now, this is the counterpoint to that, is yeah. that we also had a fail, Yeah, unfortunately. And that is... Um, Apparently, I don't know, we don't know too much about it yet, but apparently the uh, bill that said that kindergarten through 12th grade and universities had to officially state whether they were dealing with the Chinese government or not mm-hmm. in terms of educational materials and cooperation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you had Confucius Institute. Yeah, the right? Confucius Institute, this is the whole point of this. Sure. Okay, Before we before we jump on this and make any um, incorrect assumptions sure. or whatever, it's... Basically, uh, within the education system, you have to disclose whether or not you're dealing directly with China. Okay. The Confucius Institute uh, is, if you don't know what it is, you find them in universities and it's basically an institute. And what they do is they, well, what they pretend to be is a cultural exchange program. It's supposed to be a two-way street, but it's only one-way street, to be honest. It's only about bringing Chinese stuff into the States. It's not about taking the state stuff into China. It's a one-way street, believe, believe you me. But what they do is they get set up in the universities. They get funded by the universities. They also get funded by the Chinese government. And they do all sorts of Chinese cultural things. So they do some positive things. Like they'll, uh, uh, for instance, have Mandarin classes to teach Chinese to the students. They will have these... Jam-packed full of propaganda. Yeah. They will have these shows where they have like traditional Chinese flutes or, you know, guzheng or whatever. They, they put together like the Chinese New Year celebrations on campus and things. They do all this kind of thing. But what they really are is a propaganda arm of the Chinese government. And what's even more nefarious about them is that they keep an eye on the Chinese students that are studying abroad. That's really their main purpose, is to be there to make sure that only the CCP's message about China is spread on campus. Correct. If anyone is doing a pro-Hong Kong thing or whatever, or a pro-Taiwan thing, the Confucius Institute is there to spy on them. The Confucius Institute is there to report back to the Chinese government. The Confucius Institute is there to counter that by arguing with them, making sure that it gets shut down, sending students out there or re-educating the students, keeping an eye on any Chinese mainland student that perhaps participates in any of these events. Then they get taken to task. They get, oh, you're going to see this, all right? They get reported back to China. They are literally the most evil wolf in sheep's clothing that has now infiltrated all of the universities around the world, like most of them. I know in, in America, they started to shut them down because, you know, they finally woke up a bit, but they're still out there. They're still operating. And basically what Biden has done is he's taken the spotlight off of them by removing this bill. Right. 
And this is I do, my question to to the Biden administration on this because I feel like you don't just rescind stuff just to get rid of it. Yeah. Right. I'm curious, and I'm I'm genuinely curious. I'm not pointing fingers. Mm-hmm. I'm genuinely curious what the benefit is to doing that. Yeah. Because what you're done is, I think it's totally fine if if you want to operate a Chinese government institute, which I disagree with. They shouldn't be operating in, sure. on U.S. soil. But if you're going to do that, at the very bare minimum, you should be having to acknowledge and show people the ties to that Chinese sure. government. Sure. We're talking about one of the worst governments in the entire world. They. They're operating on American soil, and now they don't have to disclose that? That doesn't make any sense. I don't want... I'm not trying to pull a Karen here. I don't want none of them (laughs) CCP materials in my daughter's classroom. (laughs) Not not talking about that. I'm talking about it should at least be disclosed so that people can make up their mind about what to do. What if you want to go study Chinese at a Taiwan Institute or something or whatever? It's Mm -hmm. not going to be funded by the Taiwanese government necessarily. It's probably going to be a private institution. I'd like to be able to make that choice myself. Sure. Right. I don't want to... If I have a passing interest in Chinese or whatever... Um, let's say I'm interested in China or Chinese and stuff. I want to be able to make up that make up my mind on that. I right? also want to know if the university that I'm sending my daughter to is going to be funded by the CCP, Correct. like parts of its curriculum and stuff, because then you know it's not going to be unbiased. You Correct. know it's going to be completely biased towards the Chinese government. I mean, the Chinese narrative. government shouldn't be in the U.S. educational system. No, whatsoever. it shouldn't, because we don't have the Western. You know, we don't have American institutes in China doing no. the same thing. You're not allowed. So, so we're come gonna, on, man. Come on, man. We're gonna talk. We're actually gonna speak to and if if the president presidential administration if the current administration isn't going to backtrack on this we're going to talk to universities ourselves yeah um, we're actually going to start a letter writing campaign this is the idea and hopefully we'll get everybody out there to join us yeah where we're going to write letters to every university that has a confucius institute we're going to ask them to explain why they first of all can't have their own language or cultural things set up because there's plenty of Chinese teachers, etc., here in the States or whichever country you're in, if they're comfortable dealing directly with the Communist Party of China, why it is that they deal directly with the Communist Party of China, etc. And we're going to demand some actual um, replies from them, right. officially, with open letters to mm-hmm. each of these. And hopefully we can get other people to send these. I mean, I, what I expect, if, if they're mm-hmm. being fully transparent, they're going to say, we need those Chinese dollars. But they're sure. not going to say that. We're going to be able to expose that, to be honest. Yeah, just we want we want explanations from each university that sees it fit to deal directly with the Chinese Communist Party. Yes. You know, here on U.S. soil or any other soil in the U.K. This is not just an American problem. The Confucius Institutes are everywhere in the West. Right. You know? Right. Anyway. So, Mr. Biden, one win, one loss today. Mm-hmm. Let's keep up the wins, Let's please. talk about Clubhouse. Sure. Okay, Clubhouse, for those of you who don't know, it's another social media app, yay, as if we don't have enough of these already. But the, the <laughs> draw... <laughs> All right, Karen. The, no, seriously, the draw of this one is that it's invite only. Sure. And it's, it is pretty cool. It's basically just chatting, okay? Yeah. So what happens is you get into these rooms and everybody's just talking. It's, it's aud- very organized. It's, it's audio only. It's got nothing to do with pictures or videos. And it's about sharing ideas. And you can create like a little conversation thread to talk about maybe something like uh, how to manage your money. Yeah. Like and get an expert in there. Then everyone can have a conversation. People can just listen in. They can participate. And it was really, really catching on in China. Because, you know, China lacks this. They lack the, first of all, access to um, experts online to just talk to, okay? Because sometimes you get an expert in the conversation. Like, I'm a lawyer, ask me anything or whatever, and people just talk about it. But it also just lacks this idea of a free, open conversation. Because on the Chinese social media apps, you always have to be incredibly careful about what you say, okay? It's tied to your ID. You have to, it's completely tied to your Chinese ID card. So if you are seen posting something that's undesirable to the CCP, 
You can get into real world, world trouble with this. Clubhouse felt a little more free. People could just talk. And so people started to talk about democracy. People started to talk about... Within days. Yeah, talk about uh, the Uyghur genocides. People started to talk about... It was beautiful. I saw this this Han Chinese woman, the Han Mm -hmm. majority woman. She made like a crying impassioned speech Mm -hmm. to the Uyghur people saying, sorry, like it's not our fault as Chinese people. It's the government Mm -hmm. doing it. And it was actually a really nice exchange. Sure. But the government was like, F that, Well, of course, that's why China blocks everything is because once something is beyond their control, so they can't just shut it down when they don't like it. They can't just control everybody's speech within right. that app. Right. Of course, what they do is they block it and they've added it to the list of pretty much 80% of all apps are blocked in China anyway, Western apps, you know? So it's been blocked in China. Now you know, free speech in China is not a thing. Obviously. Yeah. But yeah, they shut it down quick. Very quick. But it just goes to show... It, it, to me, it, the most mm-hmm. telling thing is it shows a healthy interest in, in discussion of democracy yeah. and actual issues in China because it, the minute you take away the ID card requirement from Chinese people, the yeah. minute that's the minute they, they jump on and they're like yeah. interested to do it. You you got to understand is uh, when you say... You got to understand, understand China. China. Yeah. Uh, we need that sound bite. Yeah, we're getting it. We're the getting problem it. is when you paint Chinese people with the same brush and you're like, oh, actually they're... and Oh, dude, white knight typical white knight westerners that love authoritarianism oh, I can't they love it. this mm-hmm. they say well chinese people really support their government it's because they're not given an option not yeah, to. you're not allowed to not support your government in china come the, on the man peop- the, the pro-china it's pro-ccp shills <laughs> yeah. barrett's yeah. yeah nathan rich Jio. daniel dumbrell these mm. kind of people right yeah. these people out there mm. they would like you to believe that chinese people don't deserve an opinion outside of blind worship of their government. Absolutely. and oh, Because they, they prefer all... it that way. Yeah, they yeah. prefer it that way. They, they like a blind populace that they can live a very privileged life in China, by the way, yes. by being a foreigner, getting yeah. all the attention. And it benefits them to, to speak on behalf of the CCP sure. and say it's sure. a great thing. And when you paint the Chinese people as a big brush, 1.4 billion people that don't deserve to have an opinion other than yeah. the status then, quo of yeah. being under the thumb of Xi Jinping... Mm. What you're doing is very unfair because what actually in reality you give you give Chinese people an inch and they'll jump with it. They'll be like, yeah. oh, I don't have to tie my ID to this. I'm happy to participate in discourse and maybe sure. change their mind about something. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing people don't seem to take into consideration when you hear these polls about, oh, there's a 90 percent accept, acceptance mm. rate of the government in China. Of course there is. You can't say I hate the government in China. If you say <laughs> I hate the government yeah. uh, on social media, you're going to get into trouble. Right. You're going to, first of all, if you write, like, I don't know, the, the Gong Chandan is shit or, you know, right. the Communist Party is shit. That, first of all, won't even be able to be posted because no. that's like a banned word. Right. So as soon as you try to post it, it's just filtered out. So you sure. can't even post bad things. No. You can't say Xi Jinping's an asshole. No. If you even mention Xi Jinping in anything other than like praise Xi Jinping, he's an amazing man. And Xi Jinping thought is great. It gets censored. And when it when you try to post something that's censored, then a kind of a little black mark goes against you. Then you're going to get into trouble. Then you get banned from the app. Then you get investigated if you keep you know persisting with this stuff. So why would you have a negative view of your government if you couldn't ever express that negative view? So where are they getting this metric from? It's not from any... <laughs> it's not from any... You can't build a statistic when no. there is no way to see... No how people really feel. Because I'm telling you right now, when you have a conversation with Chinese people, when they're comfortable enough to open up to you, when you know them well enough, and I'm talking about family members be really or close. friends, they will start to tell you oh, all yeah. of the problems oh, they have yeah. with the government, all of the problems in there. They're very real. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And they need to find someone comfortable enough. And that's what Clubhouse was offering. Yeah, it was offering a comfortable little space. It was to a beautiful talk thing, very quickly. But I, I want to throw in something real quick. Sure. You guys want to know how 1984 this gets? And this is my another message yeah. to the the pro CCP shills. And I'm not starting a war here, guys. <laughs> no. I just want to. I have a couple arguments. Yeah. My. My thing is, you want to know how deep the censorship gets, how petty it gets? How can you think that Chinese people can thrive with freedom of thought and speech in a country that blocks this? Do you know what they just blocked? You know the Spring Festival Gala? Yeah. Every year there's this thing. This is like a, it's like kind of like when you get with your family together and watch a Christmas story or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah, it's, it's, manda- it's mandatory. Every Chinese New Year that I've been a, a part of, the family, wherever you are, they must have the New Year's Gala yes. on TV and they watch it live. Right. It's a big part of Chinese New Year and it's, and it's always a, comedians on. on there. Songs they have and propaganda, dance. They have blackface. <laughs> they did it again this year. You thought they? I did a whole thing about that. They did blackface on one of their New Year's celebrations a few years ago. Yeah. And they did it again this year, guys. Yeah. They doubled anyway. down. Anyway. Anyway, mm-hmm. do you know what they blocked? Do you know what they banned? What? I think this is on WeChat. They banned the phrase, the New Year's, this year's New Year Gala was boring. <laughs> the Chinese government banned that phrase because they didn't want people on Weibo and WeChat to criticize the New Year's show. Mm. Because it's, it is chock full of propaganda yeah. that supports the CCP. Because people do say that. They're like, oh, this one sucks. I remember back in the day when it was really good. And this is a common thing. I, I read a lot of Chinese internet forum posts. Mm-hmm. And they'll always post like, this is 2003's New Year Gala. And I get kind of feels when I watch those because yeah. I'm like, those were much better times. Sure, sure, Those were sure. much nicer times when yeah. it wasn't like propaganda shoved down your throat. So when you have a government, and this is through yeah. the pro-CCP shills, you have a government that blocks their citizens from saying the gala was boring. Mm. You kind of have to understand what you're dealing with here. Yeah. You really just don't want Chinese people to have freedom. No. You you prefer them to be slaves. Yeah. And that's not fair. No. You know? And the clubhouse, this whole situation shows that. Absolutely. Well, let's move on to our next bit of enlightening and wonderful news, shall we? Um, the BBC is now being blocked in China. <laughs> in retaliation. In retaliation for... for the next slide. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. The BBC and CNN and all of that has always been censored within China. Yes, mm. you can still see broadcasts of this, the, the BBC and the CNN, but they are heavily censored. It's not and available to every Chinese person. On no, TV, no, you though. can't watch it on no, TV. No, no. It has to be, you get like a satellite box, yeah. you know, like a cable box, right. and then you can watch it. But those are definitely like edited versions. Certain parts are not shown. And if anything sensitive comes on, it just goes black. It goes blank. It's just how it works. It's pre-planned. They censor the crap out of it. But now, of course, it's been completely blocked. Why was it completely blocked? Well, because the UK blocked CGTN. Not not for censorship reasons, yeah. by the way. Uh, oh, and the BBC didn't block no. CGTN. No, no, no. Just the UK blocked the CGTN. UK. Right. So what does China do? They block BBC. BBC. It's dumb. It's like, now to, you can understand it. Huawei a little bit. Because yeah. China believes that the com- a company that operates out of a country represents that country. And, you know, the country represents that product. And that's true in the case of Huawei. Huawei has massive ties to the Chinese government. It's a big part of the government's success, and it's a big. And Huawei's success is in, in largely due to the government's involvement, allowing them to grow that big, and by you know providing them with all the subsidies and everything else that goes into it. So the companies and the government are one in the same right. in China. It's not the same when it comes to Western companies because you're dealing with like private organizations. Now, I know the British Broadcasting Corporation, the BBC, is uh, a government-run thing. Yeah, but it's not the same. But it's not like this is the government. It needs impartial journalistic integrity. Whether you guys say, oh, BBC is trash or whatever. Mm. That last piece we just watched is the BBC. They do do really good stuff sometimes. They still do good journalism, yeah. Right. Um, Anyway, but CGTN was blocked 
as we told you guys previously, because they didn't meet the licensing requirements. They were the basically UK. masquerading as a private company. Yeah, they were using an agent, and they yeah. it's incorrect. It doesn't meet the laws. So because of that, China loves this tit-for-tat crap. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they blocked the BBC. Well done, China, showing how petty you are again, you little child. Yep. Yeah, anyway, yeah. so that's CGTN. Now, um, I'm probably going to do a whole video about this on my we channel. tease it a little bit, though. But... Something that's been brought to my attention, which I don't pay a lot of attention to what's going on in South Africa anymore, simply because it's, you think China's effed up or, you know, just South Africa is just, I don't even know how to explain what that country is right now. Yeah. And uh, especially if you grew up in a place, you got family there and stuff, it's just the most depressing thing in your, your life to, to see what's actually happening, especially in the politics there. But the Limpopo um, is this very sort of, well, the Limpopo River, I, I remember visiting that as a child. And it's this very beautiful area in, in China where, I'm sorry, what am I saying in China? In, in South Africa, there's this beautiful area. And there was a mine, okay, which was shut down by it's the... mine, said China. Yeah, but the, the ANC shut it down because of, you know, ancestral reasons and stuff. This is sacred land type thing. You're not allowed to mine there anymore. Shut which down all the mining operations. It's right? kind of like when they, they ban, like... Um... A pipeline or something on Native American Yeah, exactly, grounds. which it's is like what you expect. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that, right? But they... Oh, there is something wrong with what China did. Well, no, it's what the, well, the, what what the government did. what they did for did. China. Yeah, <laughs> is they, they shut it down for ancestral reasons or whatever, like in the past. But now they've let China come in to do the mining there. So they've completely gone back on that. But the worst thing is, is China's setting up and building this like massive village... And this whole big infrastructure stuff surrounding this mine, where they're building coal-fired power plants, they're building uh, massive amounts of accommodation for Chinese workers, by the way, and for Chinese people right. to come down, like building supermarket and, and shopping mall and all this kind of right. stuff, and infrastructure. But it's only there to power this. So it's got nothing to do with benefiting South Africa. The no. power plants and stuff they're building will not go onto the national grid. No. They bring it's, their own workers. Yeah, there. it's only there to run this operation and the stuff they're mining is like chemicals oh, it's, it's, bad. it's disgusting because they're mining plants. yeah coking plants um you know everything to do with like metallurgy it's, it's a big metallurgy yeah. thing right so they're basically coming china's setting up this massive town and the only purpose and the only thing this town's going to do for south africa is destroy the environment it's yeah. going to pollute the resources yeah pollute the crap out of this beautiful area of south africa it's going to strip the land bare and it's not going to help the locals in any way shape or form because it's only going to benefit China. They're going to bring in Chinese workers and Chinese labor and Chinese experts. They're going to strip the land bare, send all of their resources back to China, completely destroy the local environment. And it's it's disgusting. And it's something I'm going to look into more and talk about later. But this is what we were talking about earlier. When you've got corrupt politicians like in the ANC, in the South African government, they're more than happy because they see the money's coming into them, sure. right? Because all they need to do is sign off on like, yeah, you can do that. And then they get their villa and their new BMW and Mercedes and whatever else. And they're happy. And they put all this, these millions of dollars in their own pockets. And the local people in the country suffer the most. And it's going to devastate, absolutely devastate the, the wildlife and the, the ecology around that area. This could be a sweeping, just general way of looking at the Belt and Road Initiative. This is kind of what happens. This is why China invests in corrupt countries. Yeah. They get what they need, and then the, the elite in those countries benefit. That's yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. So without hopping on too long about that, I wanted to bring it to people's attention. Since it is my country of birth, sure. it's something that I will cover at some point in the future on my channel. Not very soon, but down the line. 
Um, I'm, I'm actually, I have talked about this a bit in the past, but I'm so appalled by this neo-colonialism. Yeah. I think all of the struggles that Africa went through to overcome colonialism, all right, to break past the European colonists that came in the past and did terrible things and built the cities and infrastructure and stuff up for them, but at the expense of the local people and all that kind of stuff. Africa climbed its way through a lot of countries to get past that point, to become independent. So now you have all these African independent countries. But now they're letting it happen all over again. So it was for nothing. And the worst part of it is it's modern day. It's not yeah. <laughs> It's not the 1600s where, you know, the Spaniards or the, the British or the Portuguese. Dutch or Portuguese or whatever else would come down there and, you know, try to dig holes with pickaxes and stuff. Now China can come in there with earth moving equipment, massive big machines, decimate the environment in like a week, never mind years. So what would have taken the, the European colonizers uh, decades to do can now be done in like a week with right. the, the modern equipment. So what I'm saying is Africa is now allowing a lot of these African countries are allowing China to come in, neo-colonize their place, destroy the environment in a blink of an eye and leave them with nothing at the end of the day crumbling badly built infrastructure and a bunch of money in the corrupt politicians pockets it's disgusting anyway that is what it is and that's Thank you africa for covering it, though. Hmm. now we're talking about something else well we'll do this quickly we're yeah out yeah of course guys um i've been contacted by a group um and they call themselves what was it hashtag uh, bring look. bring us back to china or something let's, let's get it right okay yeah we'll get it right it's called um Hashtag take us back to China. Take us back to China. Okay, on, on Twitter, that's their hashtag, take us back to China. Um, and they're putting memes and stuff up. But basically what this is, guys, is... Where's a little... There, there's a little uh, um, thing. going to break it down for you. Let's break uh, it down. Okay, so foreign students from all over the world, uh, a lot of them from developing countries like Africa, like India, etc., have been studying in China. So they've paid for an education to go study in a university in China. And of course, this ties into a lot of the Belt and Road stuff. All these countries that China has its fingers in. Africa, yeah. Yeah, mostly, specif yeah. specifically. India as well. Yeah, uh, all of these places where yeah. the Belt and Road is. Because they keep pushing like... You, India's you, not. Yeah, in no, not the Belt. No, India's not. But what I'm saying is like all the, the sure. countries that are tied to this and a lot of other developing countries. China's like, we're the new thing. You know, you should learn Chinese. You should study at a Chinese university. This is going to be your future and stuff. A lot of people bought into this. A lot of people paid their entire life Chinese savings. Dream. Yeah, the Chinese dream. Their life savings to go and study in China. Okay? So there they go. They're studying in China. It's Chinese New Year time. The, the, the university's closed. They have to fly back for the, for the you know, holidays. This is last year. Yeah. Pandemic hits. China has not allowed any of these students back in. So these people have spent their life savings. They're still being charged. They're not getting refunds and they're not being allowed back in. China has offered some very piss poor half assed attempts of like, let's do some online classes or sure. something, which doesn't apply to a lot of the different classes that these, these, these people are doing, these degrees. You know, sure. you need hands on in the lab experience or hands on, you know, experience. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, yeah. Not, no, no. not that, not, <laughs> not that, that lab. lab. <laughs> yeah. But they keep getting stonewalled um, because of the time difference. A lot of the time it's like 3 a.m. in the morning when right. they're supposed to have a class. Right. The Internet, especially in a lot of the African countries and stuff, they don't have good enough Internet or sure. even electricity in order to do these online classes. Right. It's not reliable enough. And 
on top of that, the online classes are apparently piss poor and very badly put together, which is what sure. you'd expect. It's just chabador. Yeah. So they've taken the money, but they're not allowing the students back in. Right. So you can go take a look if you're interested in helping them out or at least talking to them and stuff with that. What does it take us back to China? That's Hashtag? right. I put it in there. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, what's kind of funny is um, someone reached out from Taiwan to say, underscoring that hashtag Taiwan is not mainland, hashtag China. <laughs> hashtag international students are now allowed to enter Taiwan while thousands of students not allowed to return to mainland China to take, uh, take, take to social media using hashtags. It's true. Um, Taiwan has allowed the international students to return. China is still like, nope, you're not coming in here. This is my issue is that a lot of people ask, uh, especially from like African countries and stuff. Yeah. They ask me, oh, is Taiwan better to study in or is China? And that, that question is a lot less common nowadays because China's just pushed this idea that you got to go to China. China's the future. Yeah. We are investing in your country. And they get all the soft power stuff. So they're like, okay, mm. I'll go to China. Yeah. Meanwhile, Taiwan is a great option if you're going to study Chinese. Oh, it's Doors better. are wide <laughs> open. It's a yeah. much nicer country. And yeah. guess what? The people are much friendlier <laughs> yeah. by and large. Yes. And I'm not trying to paint China's an entire brush, <laughs> sure, but I'm sure. saying is societally, yeah. goodness and charity and being a moral person is much more highly regarded in Taiwanese society yeah, than it is in China. Right. I like this reply. Someone said here, his name's Akash Deep. And he said, would be better if I had chosen Taiwan rather and than China. And that's a China. good example is that people get tricked. <laughs> yeah, they do. Right? They do. And it sucks. So just for all of you guys out there to know that there's this massive group of thousands of international students who've been abandoned by China and not being allowed back in. Correct. So, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Last thing we have to cover real quick um, here. Uh, I was the, the person who started this Uyghur tribunal thing um, mm -hmm. reached out to me because their fundraiser is almost over if you guys are interested. They're basically trying to put together a impartial and independent, um, what's it called, investigation yeah. into China's Xinjiang region because China won't let anyone in the world see what they're doing in the to the muslims in xinjiang sure they're completely cut off people have had to do very rogue journalism barely got anything out of it because china's got it so tightly surveilled mm -hmm. yeah uh so their website's in the in the description down there if yep. you want to participate they're almost at their goal mm -hmm. uh, basically they say if if um the united states won't do an investigative you know tribunal mm -hmm. or whatever we'll do our own yeah. And so I, it's a good cause. I, I support Check them. It out. I support yeah. them 100%. And we told them we'd shout them out. So yeah. there we go. Thanks. All right. We've got a massive questions and answers to get through, guys. So we're going to answer your questions. You're going to question our answers. Let's sure. hit it. We never let them question our answers. They do in their Unless own minds. They, they do in their own minds. Yeah. Sure. And they're like, these guys are full of shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Chris mm. says, Leo Xiaoming, my hotel room is also hacked with 10 guys in gimp suits. Gimp suits. <laughs> Cough. <Yeah>. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I actually don't get the joke. You don't get the no, joke? No. Oh, okay. It's bizarre. Why not? What is a gimp suit? You know, you've seen, um, uh, what's that, that very famous movie? Uh, uh, what the hell is it called again? Why can't I remember that movie? Pulp Fiction. You've seen Pulp yes, Fiction? Yes, yes. The Gimp? Oh, that's where it's from. Yeah, well, that's a gimp okay. suit. Gotcha. Know, it's like a leather full-on. Gotcha. Yeah. Now I get it. And it's I not, it's not Liu Xiaoming anyway. It's Li Jin, <laughs> you know? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, Zhao Li Jin. Zhao Li Jin. Um, yeah. A spooky, a very spooky <laughs> puppy says, Happy Chinese New Year and thank you for everything you do and the content you create. Absolute Thank pleasure. Ooh, it's windy. Yeah, it's windy. Uh, Zenificus. Mm. I have been watching you two since Sea Milk Skeleton videos. I can't believe you remember that's my old channel where I <laughs> yeah, found back in the day. skeletons in Taiwan. Yeah. Uh, you should reach out to Ari Shafir comic. 
he loves to talk about exotic countries and travel. Okay, right. cool. Well, you can help us reach out if you uh, if you happen to know him. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Jonathan Case, just got my mom to listen to the live stream for the first time, and you start with that kind of story? Shake my head. <laughs> yeah, sorry. sorry about that. Just we could it not, yeah. though. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. would be remiss not to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I get how that is. I remember when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I used to turn on the TV. Or, like, not me. Like, my parents would be watching something, and if anything, like, sexual came on TV, yeah. I, I didn't put it on. My parents yeah. put it on. If any, like, scene comes or someone's making out or it gets kind of lewd or whatever, then I would feel like it's my fault and, like, ashamed, you know? <laughs> right. It's like, I didn't put that on there. Yeah. Lucas Gava, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Buffalo Five Knives. Um, just saying hello and hoping you both are welcome. Thank you. Thank, thank you. thank you very much. And you too. S. Hey, I haven't heard from you in a while, Chippicus. Is there a fan meetup in the queues in the near future? Um, next time I'm back home, uh, maybe. We kind of don't do fan meetups unless it's just like a one-on-one, two-on-two. Yeah, it's, it's, too, it's become too dangerous people, these days. People are literally trying to... If we, you know, say, hey, meet us here at yeah. this place, we'll get a, a million, like, secret agents coming from China and all the Wumouts trying to assassinate us. You guys think, that's a, think us. that's a joke, but it's not. <laughs> it's actually, at our last meetup, there was actually a very scary encounter. Was, and that's why we stopped. Yeah, and that's the reason. Han W, happy Chinese New Year, guys. And thank you, Han. You too, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Koala1203, here's some free $5 eucalyptus money. Okay. Anyways, thoughts on the video game Black Myth Wukong. Well, it's not out yet. Yeah, we'll talk about that. The The footage looks pretty cool. Saptarshi Sengupta. Good news. India, thank you. And China have finally begun disengaging in Ladakh. That's the region, uh, original. Pronoun. Yeah, where they've been having all these uh, right. clashes, yeah. However, the 60-year-old Cold War between these countries will continue. Absolutely. It certainly will. Um, it is, stra- is it strange that I'm studying to pass HSK-6, even though I probably will never move back to China? Um, is it? Not what like strange? No. no. There's nothing wrong with learning Chinese. I Chinese mean, is a versatile language, which will, I mean, first of all, not only mainland Chinese people speak Chinese, okay? Sure. You've got diasporas around the world. You've got Taiwan. It's a good language to learn. And on top of that, it's always good to know the language of, um, you know, the people who might be trying to undermine you. So Yeah, that's, you know, a, that's not how we should look at things. No, I'm, I'm saying quite <laughs> seriously because there are so many um, forums out there, for instance, and this is why I'm saying that are pl- plotting our demise, like plotting my demise, Seamilk's demise, plotting how to attack our families and sure, stuff. If I didn't understand Chinese, I wouldn't know that was going on. That's very so true. that's, that's my that's my meaning. It's for me personally. It's also but just a very good bridge. It's a fantastic bridge. And it, like I said, the diaspora is huge. Yeah. Uh, it's everywhere in the world. There are Chinese people. I mean, I can't go a day without seeing um, Chinese people in my neighborhood and in the parks and stuff speaking Mandarin, and I can hear what they say and understand it. And for me, that's kind of like a boon because it's interesting um, to pick up on conversations where people think that you you don't know what they're saying. Fun. It's yeah. super fun. Like you can catch them out in, in fun ways. I'm not there to like try and ruin their day of or course. anything. I've actually, it's kind of fun. My knowledge of, um, of Chinese mm-hmm. is very beneficial when i talk to chinese people here because i've managed to change a lot of people's perspective about life in america too yeah you know because a lot of people just don't have the english skills and it's always nice to make friends in chinese sure uh oh he also said yeah um so senior senior videos for a long time and happy spring festival 
Yeah, thank you. Rohit you Ram Manohar. Hey, Similk, I watched the video on your escape from China. I wanted to ask, do you think the police lady that came to you and asked if you were coming back to China was trying to let you know that you should probably not? No. And I actually hate this. A lot of people have run with this. They're like, that wonderful policewoman saved your ass. Like, she really <laughs> cared about you. They think of this, like, beautiful Chinese policewoman at the border that was trying to warn me. No. No. What she was doing is saying, I can't do anything about this right now. Yeah, We're we in screwed up. Hong Kong. Yeah. Are you going to come back? Because I got to tell my superior that we can arrest him. Yeah. That's yeah. what happened. Yeah. I really think people have made this fantasy that she was this beautiful savior. No. No, she was, she was vicious, dude. Anyway, yeah. uh, 11. Do you feel, how do you guys feel about conquering northern China? Do the bad memories obfuscate the good ones? For those who didn't watch it, it's the best documentary I've ever seen. I super recommend it. No. Mm. And this is the thing is that Winston and I always talk about the good times. Mm. And we like to focus on the good times. The bad memories are the things that made us realize we need to get out and that things yeah. are changing globally with, in relation to China. Yeah. But that changes nothing about the amazing times we had and the, the permanent relationships we forged in for China. Sure. Just because that we've seen China change for the worse politically doesn't mean that we don't have fantastic and amazing memories. And those, yeah. those shows are testament to that. It's like a relationship, you know, you tend to, after time anyway, remember the good things and kind yeah. of forget about the bad sure. things. Sure. So when it comes to the experiences we had through oh, in, in the Northern positive. China documentary, um, of course, it was horrible, this stuff we had yes. to deal with. It was atrocious what the government and the PLA and everything tried to do to us. And that's going to stay with me for the rest of my life. But the, the positive outweighed the negative in the yes, end. In the end. Once we had removed ourselves from that dangerous situation, it didn't take away from the genuine people we did meet no. and the good experiences that we did have. Because you, you always have to realize this government yeah. maybe doesn't want you to be alive. And yeah. they, they hate you and they literally are so paranoid they want you to, to like die in a hole. Yeah. But that doesn't mean the people do. Because no. they certainly didn't. We made some great friends and we still talk to today. Like yeah. the, especially the Mongolian guys that we met. Absolutely. We still talk to them on WeChat. Yeah. Um, Julian Kolbus, for the record, I'm very far left politically, and neither I nor anyone has a positive view of the CCP or the system. Quite the contrary. Yeah, and when I was saying very far left, I'm talking about very far. To the point where it's not a left anymore. It's to the point where you literally want a slave daddy master. and Because that, that's what China is, right? Mm -hmm. And honestly, the Chinese government isn't left at all. No, it really no. is. It, it, it labels itself as a communist government. So you think you think like a, think about a college student that's very Marxist, right? Sure. Your nightmare. I'm telling you, if you're watching this, your nightmare is the Chinese government. Yeah. It's very much because they're actually capitalists. Capitalist. It's a fascist <laughs> conservative capitalist government. Yeah. It's literally what it so is. So it's like a capitalist that you hate, but right? With authoritarian power. Yeah. They can use that capitalism <laughs> to squash everything, make a huge divide in the populace, yeah, yeah, yeah. and make sure that nobody can do anything about it. Yeah. So, yes, that's what I meant, Julian. Mm. Uh, Koala1203, is it possible that coronavirus is deliberately leaked from the lab or was it accidental? No one can say that. No. I'm of the opinion that it was probably accidental. Mm. Psychic Grimace. Cool suit today, Winston. You <laughs> guys should have some Tibetans on to talk about the situation there. Love the vids. Keep it up. Yeah, we actually sure. have, we've been pretty lacking on the on mm. Tibetan cover. So at some point, if you can introduce us, yeah. we've never been able, allowed to go. So. Yeah, you know, there there is another issue. It's like, yeah, okay, there are activists that we can contact. But, you know, when it comes to uh, Uyghurs and Tibetans, 
they're very reluctant to appear on camera and that's because of the huge amount of threat towards sure. their family members back home that's also an that's, issue that's a huge issue so we have to always be mindful of that because if we even associate ourselves with anyone from those two different regions we could potentially be responsible for some terrible things happening to their families and we don't want that to happen sure. so we have to be careful Mel says, hey, guys, just a reminder to shout out the Uyghur Tribunal crowdfunding campaign. I just did. Yep. Sorry, um, I joined late. Did you see BBC got banned from China? And again, we did. Yeah, no, yeah, we certainly did. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. Sorry. You know how this works. You know how this, this little bit works. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't the name of Zhao Lijian mean erect hard? It kind of <laughs> does if you really break it down. It really <laughs> didn't think about that. Yeah, weird. A real wolf wanker. Yeah. In hot water, uh, China gives the highest percentage of bribes to the WHO. And that's correct. Mm. The lowest funding. Yes, but the highest percentage of bribes. And I mean, by bribes, we're not saying, oh, we notice that they're no. passing packets. But look at the, the key members, how they've benefited them, like Tedros and so on. Yeah. What they've and done Peter. to, yeah, what they've done to actually further the, that person's career. And the opportunities they've given that specific person, and that's they know that's how to it do it. From. That's they know. We've how to seen do this, it. and we were talking about this in China yeah. as well. Mm. I mean, about China, it's a topic for another time. But we could really get into the whole corruption, how it works, because it's very different than corruption in the West. It's yeah. a very tangible thing. Yeah, and it's an experience. Sometimes it's yeah. an experience of being a very important person mm. with impunity and immunity. Yeah. In a situation in a country where the most evil things are legal, if you know the right people. That's correct. Yeah. Um, ADFKDHJF. I'm not going to read Someone just smashed the keyboard yeah, there. They, they fell asleep on the keyboard. ADB drinking game. ADB trying to drink game. Every time you mention Tim Pool drink, anytime you mention CCP, half a drink. Why does Tim Pool get a whole drink in yeah. <laughs> CCP? Yeah, that's, half. that's not fair. That's not, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They shouldn't be equated, obviously. Sure. Forrest Gump, thank, thank you. you so much. Kareev CH, hey, do you know something of the CCP influence has on Cambodia? My relatives said it's really bad. Many rich Chinese over there. I'll tell you how bad it is. I was speaking to someone. Um, mm-hmm. I won't mention their name because they yeah. still have to do business there. Sure. Um, but they said at this point, mm-hmm. they would never recommend that we even step foot in Cambodia because it's it's basically sure. a Chinese vassal state at this point. I mean, I agree. I agree. Yeah. It's not a good idea. They, they were like just yeah. honestly worried about us. They're like, don't don't think of Thailand's fine, whatever. Don't <laughs> step foot in. <laughs> to Cambodia. be honest, even South Africa these days, I'm concerned. It's getting there, right? Yeah. Um, case closed. Ninety three. Winston here in the U S. We see South Africa every year on Shark Week. <laughs> my coworker went cage diving with sharks there and loved it have you swam with sharks no i haven't uh i grew up i was born in cape town where that shark swimming swimming stuff happens and uh i've never participated in it to be honest apc doc says tim said has said on his podcast that he doesn't appreciate the dual fans of both adv and him to keep forcing the issue on his show so we have an answer oh, okay and he will not reward demanding ADV fans. Tim, come on. Did you really say that? Come on. He's just on. been avoiding us. That's his excuse. Stop. Oh, my. Yeah. Our fans are, are representative of us. Yeah. Our fans are, are free thinking people. As from all, you know what the great thing about our fans is? They're from every side. Sure. Every, spe- every race spectrum, political leaning, because mm-hmm. we don't focus on some partisan stuff, right? Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying Tim does. I'm no. just saying. I can say that. So we can't label our ADV fans as some one entity. Yeah. You understand? Sure. Come on, Tim. Give yeah. us a better excuse. Yeah. Bryson, for Winston, as someone who knows Elon Musk very well, <laughs> do you think he'll end up bending over and sucking the jiba 
like most CEOs involved with China, he already kind of has a little bit. Yeah, I, I don't know him very well. I just happened to come from the same place. Right, it's um, a joke. It's yeah, a, it's obviously. Amazing. But uh, yeah, look, I, I, I can see it happening. Hopefully he won't go too badly with that, you know, but he has so much interest in China, opening up all those factories and investing so much. Just like everyone else, you don't want to see your investment go poof, so he's going to have to capitulate. Right. But he's going to get burned a lot. He's going to figure out that it was a mistake. Right. Hmm. Um, massive fins. The Confucius bill was never fleshed out. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it was ever put in yet. Right. Uh, the university can't, can police itself. Can it? That's what we're going to find out. So no, before, they can't. No, that's we but we, that's what we're gonna yeah. we're gonna ex- either expose or mm. point out. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, the universities won't. They'll sell their soul for anything. You've seen what universities do for money. They don't care about education anymore. You know. Right. Well, I mean, let's not speak in absolutes. I will. It's, I mean, ev- it's not everyone in the university. Of course, system. but I'm just I'm saying there's a lot of ex- there's absolute. a lot of examples of to course. show. But that's not, maybe mm. that's our job to to point out that right. and yeah. make them accountable for it. Absolutely. J Star Omega, hey, do you know about the 2003 speech given by a Chinese general? It talks about how China wants to take over America by killing them all with a virus. I'd like to hear your opinion on this. That's ah, a coincidence. It's yeah, it's a coincidence. A long but, time ago, yeah. and I mean, the PLA is very much. If you think the CCP is anti-American, you should see the PLA. Sure. Oh boy. Vexel turning. Are you guys not willing to travel there for the Tim Timcast IRL podcast instead of a virtual conversation? <laughs> Mm. Oh, boy. Um, I think you've had that question answered. Yeah. We're willing to do anything. <laughs> Are we, though? Not I really. Know. I mean, well, I just... Come on. Yeah. MGAA8. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wes Hammer. <laughs> just can't get over the fact that our our ADV, our fans are just so... They're just so rude. <laughs> <laughs> Wes Hammermeister. Keep it up, guys. Google, Keep it up, guys. Quick Google search shows the Confucius Institute partnered with Edmonton Public School Board, that's in Canada, mm-hmm. and uh, Fort McMurray Public School Board. That, yeah. That makes sense. Well, I mean, Canada is way worse off when it comes to Chinese influence than most countries, to be honest. And it's, it's an unfortunate thing. It's like Australia, you know, pretty much bought and paid for by the CCP in so many ways. And because Canada is such a nice country and the people there are so nice and liberal and everything, it, they get taken advantage of. That's all I get to say on the thing. Sure. Mm. Kid32888, uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yevna P, law look again. You got to see that the two guys between the segues and the prison Photoshop are, are in prison photo are badly photoshopped. Look like toy soldiers. Love y'all. Oh, so it was, can you pull that picture up? Let's look at it. Okay. She, she donated. She deserves a look. It's not, we're not looking at that. No. We're not looking at that, guys. You don't no, know what don't we worry, just saw. Yeah, you haven't seen it yet. Wait, where is it? There. You ain't seen nothing yet. All right, put it on the. Let's have a look. Two guys in the... No, that's not Photoshop. Let's see. What are they talking about? Oh, but look, she's talking about the females. Oh, they are. Dude, they're way too small. No, no. You no, don't no. think so? No, no. It's because the, the people on segways. But it's not symmetrical. No, it's not. I mean, you notice they've missed one guy yeah, out. Yeah, why, why? They had this opportunity to make sure that it lined up perfectly, but they missed out one guy. They should have gotten rid of this middle guy on that side. Sure. Dude, I get PTSD seeing these these police slash jail yeah. buildings. Yeah, we've seen enough like of that. Like that logo. Yeah, know. it's not cool. Um, <laughs> Kyung Young Kim. Yeah. This is our first Korean currency won. Like That's Korean cool. won. Yeah. I uh, think. Speaking of colonialism, do you have any opinions on CCP's recent attempts at integrating neighboring countries' culture and history? Oh, he's talking about oh, the kimchi yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I assuming, mean, right? Don't forget that China will try to claim everything. China and, tr- tries to claim everything about Vietnam as well. Yeah, if you, if you don't challenge it, they'll just 
take it. Yeah. That's why, oh, the South China Sea is ours. And then, then they'll, they'll make it uh, yeah. pertinent educational material for other countries to learn that this is Chinese. Yeah, exactly. Everything's Chinese since ancient times, you know. Why Why is China... Remember when we were in China and they were always like, always talking badly about colonialism and how bad the imperialistic West is when sure. they're literally the biggest imperialist colonialist country now? No, it's mean, just it's kind like, of... It's ironic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Do as I say, not as I do. That kind of, of thing. Mm. Bengal, just like there's no uh, no COVID cases, right? Yeah, but for the, sure. The, but then also report on the prison outbreak. <laughs> Correct. Uh, Bengal Tiger, New York City, finally caught you guys. Hate my 5 awesome. p.m. Java class. I hate Java. Don't bring back memories. Is Java's oh still gosh, a thing. It is. Wow, okay. Oh, just nightmares of college. Mm. Orion uh, Agape. Any reason why Taiwanese goods are easier to get in the USA now? Whew, I didn't think about that. Don't know. Hopefully that's a real thing. Yeah, Taiwanese stuff's great. We love Taiwanese stuff. Uh, Tung Pham, happy Tet, and happy Tet to you. It is mm -hmm. Tet right now. That is Chinese New Year in Vietnam, so it's yeah. actually just called Vietnamese New Year. Yeah. Um, it's their own thing. They have. It's actually just traditions. called Tet. It's actually just called Tet. I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to translate it. Okay. All right. I like the word Tet. It's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. I actually read the story about Tet on the plane to go to Vietnam last time, last year or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was interesting. It was all demons and stuff. It was yeah. like, oh, it's cool mythology. Yeah. Uh, JD man, I said you just sound like you don't give a shit. <laughs> I mean, it's all the same to be honest. And it's not. It's a little different. In in China, they've got Nian, you know, the monster. That's where uh, they have yeah, all the fireworks true. to chase you know, it away is, the monster. It is very similar. So you know, you're... I just thought it was it was interesting to see it, a very similar holiday mm. in a different country. Yeah, you know, because it was like there's no Chinese characters. It's like Vietnamese script and stuff. Sure. A little bit different art. Yeah. Uh, JD man, I sent a super chat earlier. I hope you would go back and find it. Thanks. Um, I guess we we probably read it then. Because I just read all of them oh, okay, before. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Griff, five dollars or mm. five euros. Thank you so much. Whoa, I missed yeah, that. We're, we're almost we're Dan, almost at the end here, guys. Dan Cacciatore. Wow. Do you know what's funny is our concurrent viewers don't go down when we do this. What the super chats? No. Well, I hope we're actually answering some real questions. I, I think we are. I think but, this is a good meat of our show. So let's answer the question. Stop, stop trying to push me, dude. I'm Just, one step closer to the edge. Okay. Dan Cacciatore, happy mm -hmm. Chinese New Year. Wishing you a great year of the ox. And thank you thank for your you generosity. Thank you for your generosity. Happy New Year happy to you. Happy New Year to you too, yeah. Dan. <laughs> uh, and I want to eat chicken Cacciatore now. You know, um, Neo is a very interesting uh, part of the Chinese language because it means ox or cow. It can mean both, right? The thing is, some of the phrases that you hear, like chui niu, means to brag, okay? It means blow the cow. Well, it means, you've seen like an ox in the field or something where it goes like, you know, yeah, and it yeah. kind of, it's sure. kind of like showing off it means its strength. It, it means it's showing off its strength, you know, so yeah. it's bragging. Sure. So that's why chui niu. Chui niu also means bullshitting, bragging. Like, well, it's more like, it's more yeah, like, it's, yeah, But you're, you're bragging, tales. you're bragging. Neil yeah. um, B <laughs> yeah. is cow vagina, and for some reason that means awesome. <laughs> I, well, let's I mean, be what's going on in the farmlands? Have you they, tried it? They have to have come up with that. I don't know. You can actually buy a real Neobi, a yeah. real cow's vagina, cut yeah. off a cow on Toba. I don't, I don't even want to know. Yeah, and Nihan like Neo means you're like super cool or strong yeah, or whatever. Nio, uh, nio, yeah, nio, nio. yeah. So you can say that like you're you're really cow, yeah. um, and that kind of means that you're strong and cool. It's right. like blow a cow, yeah. dude. Mm. Uh, first Utopia that's actually good those are nice nice answers mm. First Utopia you sound like you just don't give a shit over I do. here stop pushing I'm me giving all the, the I'm giving all the shit <laughs> you're this giving quarter. all the cows yeah First Utopia China and Russia aggressively targeting Canadians CSIS director warns finally our government warns it's people it took long enough jeez mm -hmm. uh, Christina Youngren beer money from frozen Minnesota thank you hey, we'll get Minnesota some cold snacks up there. Uh, 
Yeah, Minnesota has cold snacks. Mm. I'm trying to do a Minnesota accent. <laughs> okay, is that what it is? Yeah. Don't you know? No. Um, Mac, no, what do you, you, guys, you don't give a shit no, I don't. about my culture. No. What do you guys think of wealthy Chinese moving capital out of Chinese using Bitcoin? That's, that's right? one that's of the reasons why Bitcoin is so crazy these days. Yeah. I mean, um, it's, it's expected. Dude, that's how I had to get my life savings out of China because foreigners can't move money out of China. Sure. You know, you can't just go ahead and go to the bank and tr transfer RMB into US dollars. You cannot do that as a foreigner in China. No. You're not allowed to. No. I was shocked when I went in there because I'd recently changed some US dollars into RMB mm -hmm. in the bank. So I went in there and I took a bunch of US dollars, changed them into RMB. There we go. I'm spending away. I was going to go. I can't even. I think I was going to go on my trip the first time to America, you know, for my road trip thing in the Corvette. I took some RMB to the bank and I said, I want to change it to US dollars. And they were like, no, foreigners can't do that. Yep. And I'm like, are you It's always been hard, but it serious? got impossible at the end. Yeah, you have to get a Chinese person. But the stupid thing is a Chinese person can do it, but not a foreigner. Sure. You know what I mean? So this Chinese person can go ahead and do it, but uh, they're also only allowed a certain amount. There's quite a, a strict quote on how much you can do a day or whatever. Anyway, it's just freaking annoying. But anyone who's trying to move their money out of China knows that it's incredibly regulated and very difficult to do so. So what do they do? They use Bitcoin. Right. Yeah. That's, That's why China right. banned Bitcoin. True. And then it's they only for their elite. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's not, it's not banned if you're in the CCP. No, no you do what Go you want. Go for it if you're high up. Yeah. Um, sorry. Almost done here. Mm -hmm. uh, Case Closed 93 says, Tim Pool never gave the excuse someone claimed. Okay, well... Okay. We'll leave it to. Okay. All right. Leave it up. I'm sorry if I if I believe that last one. However, mm -hmm. we have both sides now. We got to find somewhere in the in the middle. I guess. Sure. Um, Buffalo Knight Five Knives Universities in Georgia, my state, have closed all but one Confucius Institute over a deteriorating relationship. I imagine the last will go too. Mm. That's excellent. Can Can you hide Rick Sanchez? Sure. Is he saying? He's just spam spamming. See that Rick Sanchez? I, I read Dirty Sanchez, and that's not something we tolerate. Oh. Servants today lies. Yeah, but he's just put like a hundred thousand of those. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, if you, you can drop one. Yeah, if you want to, go ahead, hide user. Yeah. Bye. You know the thing is, if you want to go and spam and say I'm a liar or whatever, that's fine. You know, you can say it once or twice, but if you try to put it over and over and over again, it just basically makes you look like a complete moron. Sure. Cool. Stop. It's you're not convincing anyone. Well, maybe it was a pretty convincing argument. Hang on a second. Let me prove him right. This is not a camera lens. Liar! This is not a camera lens. Okay. Liar. See, Serpent's Day lies. You could drink out of that and turn it into a cup. Do you think you could do that with a nice lens like this? Give me a break. A this is actually a vintage. No, this is a vintage lens that a, um, a friend of mine in China gave to me, actually. Oh, so nice. I've kept it all this time. It's a nice actually, lens. a friend of mine from Hong Kong. Um, sure. And it's, it's really cool. It's like a really nice lens. I love nice. it. This is not a camera lens. See, Serpent's Day lies. Let's continue. <laughs> um thank you for that Pe pepic one two one i can actually say i don't give a shit about what you just said that's fine go ahead <laughs> okay greetings from slovakia care. <laughs> thank you <laughs> connor moyles hi guys from ireland the chinese students in our lecture were shocked mm. that we had access to our country's real-time distribution of energy madness <laughs> yeah that makes <laughs> that does make sense yeah. that is that would be madness yeah i like nye better yeah neil nye, nye. Yeah. he likes milk more okay um yeah I think I know what you're getting at there, Eleven. Uh, Monique Rowe may have answered, coming in halfway through the live here, do you think in our lifetimes, I'm 29, or the next generation's lifetimes, things change? Well, I mean, oh, in, yeah. what, in, in what way? Things change every day. Sure. 
Uh, but yeah, if you're talking about the, the, the CCP and, and COVID and all that, absolutely things will change in our lifetimes. Don't you worry Agreed. about it. Uh, and last, Dee Dee Smith says, Dirty Sanchez for Rick Sanchez. Okay, excellent. <laughs> Thank you so much. You shouldn't Thank have so spammed much. Serpents that I lie so many times. You could have gotten away with maybe five of them. Yeah, but, but if you just many. keep going yeah. too much. Guys, you know what? It's been fantastic once again having you here on the show. I know it's been jam-packed. There have been a lot of things to it's get through today. Um, we just, there's so much to talk about when it comes to what's happening in China right now. It's good that we're doing this weekly, but yeah. you know it is. It's just incredibly crazy what's going on. Um, um, I want to say thank you to the people, especially the people that did super chats, and I'll tell you yeah. why very quickly before we go. Sure. We got off the phone with our. He's probably not me super happy. I'm talking about this, but it's not confidential. I'll no. say who it is, but our brand manager basically gives us contracts for companies that can put ads on our our videos, right? Mm-hmm. And the old, pretty much the only one you've seen from us has been NordVPN. NordVPN, yeah. Now. The thing, thing about that is that's great, that's awesome. But most YouTubers at our size will get lots more. And there's yeah, a you'll you see all these seen. like rage. Yeah, well, there's, and there's legitimate yeah. companies yeah. too, sure. like real big com- car companies, mm-hmm. tool companies. I don't know, whatever, like food companies. Sure. Um, and that's why you watch podcasts like ours. You'd see ads all the time. They'll do an ad read, an ad break, and that would be very beneficial and helpful to us, right? Mm-hmm. But we can't get them, and I'll tell you why. Um, other than Nord and a company I just worked with on a one-off, that bespoke one. Yeah. Um, other than NordVPN, basically no companies will touch us. And yeah. I'm not joking when I say this. You know what the reason is? It's not because of a political stance, like bipartisan, whatever you want to say, American politics. It's because we're talking about China. Yeah. And they literally have to, they have to kind of admit that. No, yeah. we're not going to touch these guys because we still have supply chains in China. We don't want to piss off any sort of, you know, tie that we have. Yeah, or, or potential, uh, the market of China that we're right. trying to win over. Yeah. So when you guys give a super chance or you join our patrons and stuff like that, what you've done is surpassed our need to have those kind of brand sponsorships that a lot of people can actually make good a good living off of. Look, I'm... And I appreciate it, I want to say. I, I got to put out my take on this. On my personal channel, Serpent Today, I've never had a sponsor mm-hmm. anything on my channel. Um Except one time there was a Chinese app that I tried. They sure. they wanted me to help out and I helped out and then they didn't, you know, hold their end of the bargain. That was the first and last time. Um, we have to do it on uh, ADB China, mm. for instance, and occasionally we might do it on here, the, the NordVPN thing, because it, it helps out. But I'd rather not do any sponsorships. NordVPN is a bit different and they're kind of the getting a free, free shout out here. Yeah, yeah. Basically... The reason is, is because we actually use them and it's a service sure. that we think that our, uh, you know, our subscribers could use if they were to be in a place like China or sure. if they were trying to prevent, um, you know, any kind of weird internet stuff going on. So it's something we can stand behind. I detest whenever I see a YouTuber like, play this cell phone game sure. or whatever. of course. You know? I, but we understand it, the necessary yes, evil. Yes, we, we understand. But the fact of the matter is, because you guys have supported us by watching our content and through the Super Chats, we don't have to rely on that kind of thing. And obviously, Patreon is yeah. the biggest one. But guys, you are fantastic. You guys out there who have supported us, you are the reason we can continue. Mm. And you give us the motivation to want to stand up against all the harassment and all the nonsense we have to de- deal with in our lives and the risks we take. Because there are very few people out there like us who speak to tyranny, speak to the CCP, speak against the CCP. They have so much you know put into their soft power effort they've got so much invested in making sure that their image is squeaky clean that people like us really do hurt them and so we're a massive target and we are targeted by not only the the chinese government itself but we're targeted by 
the nationalists, the hordes and hordes of these like nationalists that uh, are defending the government, and of course other Westerners who also defend the CCP and are sucking the jiba of the CCP, they try to shut us down too. So we're attacked on all sides here. But it's it's a financial mm. attacking too. And that's what, the yeah. reason I brought this up is not say poor us, we don't get brand sure, deals. The sure. point is, is that it affects American and Western companies that can't even touch us yeah. because we're anti-tyranny and anti-censorship. They're Absolutely. too scared to do so. So I appreciate everyone out there that's fighting against that to do that. I'm not saying yeah. you're really pitching in to help the campaign against tyranny, but you actually do give us a voice because we don't get yeah. much money from other sources like other YouTubers can do. Absolutely, you guys so are fantastic. It. You're keeping us going and without your help, we would still continue as much as we could, but I tell sure. you what, um, the, they are, they have been trying to cancel us, cancel our wives. They tried to get our wives fired and you know, well, they luckily, you know that we were beyond that we know, yeah. it we would know. have actually been successful More, they've tried to put us in that. prison they've yeah. tried everything that they can do to sh to stop us to silence us and without finances anyone in the world cannot continue and operate no. so you know you guys are helping us in with all the demonization way. we get and everything yeah. it's thank um, you so guys, much guys <laughs> you are fantastic we can't wait to see you in the next one what have we got lined up for everyone this week T tomorrow i'm going to be talking about poverty in china um and the the fact that unfortunately the people that are in sort of uh, the, the bad poverty rural situations are kind of sidelined and pushed aside because it's an inconvenient truth for China. Yes, I got some interesting footage in there. Um, I hope you will enjoy the video. What have you got lined uh, up? I just did my video yesterday on the WHO investigation. So if you guys mm -hmm. want to learn a little bit more about that, yeah. uh, I d dove into that pretty good. Talked about Peter and the lot. Monday we've got another uh, ADV. Monday China. we've got another ADV. China. What's the topic of this one? Uh, Monday we are talking about um, celebrities in China and yeah. how they're wildly different than yeah. celebrities in the West. Yeah, how they're right. pretty much under the, you know, the influence of the CCP. It's world. kind of a part of our little Hollywood tour that we uh, did. Just before we say goodbye, yeah. um, I love you too from Gareth Evans and Aurora Diaz, Thank very you. generous, says, wow. "Would you make Taiwan? Would making Taiwan a nuclear power be the only deterrence to ensure CCP doesn't take them over in the future?" It would certainly help. It would help a lot. It would help. <laughs> um, yeah, not not recommending it, just saying that would that would help. Mm. And thank you so much, by the way. Yeah. And the incredible egg says voila. <laughs> and with the voila, we will sign off. Don't forget though, Tuesday we also have our car channel worthless works. So for those of you who are interested in cars Thanks and all, all that malarkey, guys. Again, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Dion Chapman, just to help out. Okay, and you guys. You guys have really made our day and our week, as usual, being able to interact with you. So until 